listen, I I I, I need to <clears throat> get this off my chest. Mm-hmm. All right, I was talking earlier with. Uh, okay, I was talking with some dudes in the Discord mm-hmm. <clears throat> earlier, and we were talking about. Um, have you guys seen Skill Up uh, Skill Ups Game of the Year uh, video yet? No, no. Okay, so he was talking about like he had his ten favorite games of the year, and um, in his top three, he didn't do a traditional like three, two, one. Mm-hmm. He was like, "These are my three favorite games of the year. I can't decide. I can't put them in any order, or whatever." Yeah, that's fair. And he was, uh, he had in there Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Wasteland 3, which, Dylan, you need to play Wasteland 3. Um, I haven't finished it personally, but based on, on what he has told me about, at, like, or, well, not what he's told me personally, but, like, what he has said in his videos, considering he has gotten way further than I have, and on my own recommendation, you should fucking play Wasteland 3. Um, it looks so boring. Anyway, no, I, I promise you it's not. Let me guess. All the right. third one is Hades, isn't it? No, the third one was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I was talking to the guys in the Discord, and I was explaining to them that, like, there is something uh, that I I just can't, like, put my finger on, and it's... Seven is not a special game to me. Uh, Like, I don't revere it in the same way that other people do. But... It it's still whenever I hear the music from Seven, it somehow hits me like right in my fucking soul, man, and I just start to like tear up and like it gets me really fucking emotional. Yeah, and I don't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. So anyway, to get back to my point, we were talking about that sort of, and I said something about Final Fantasy VIII being my favorite one, and I said, I don't understand why, because objectively, I don't think it's the best one, like, yeah. whatever, but it is definitely my favorite one because of the music and uh, certain other things, and number three, it has an abundance of wonderful waifus. We love the and, waifus. Uh, so that got me thinking. What are my favorite waifus? Who who are my waifus? Like if I had like a a top three, if you Jesus will. Christ, <laughs> I love where this is going. <laughs> this is right up my so, fucking alley. I want to go. I want to know what you guys' waifus are. Oh, bro, who your guys? Why they are. do they have to be video game related, or can they be like? No, anime, just, anime! Are you fucking okay. kidding me! Anime is being brought into this. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Um, <sighs> I know Dylan's. Dylan's one of Dylan's is Tracer. No, actually, that, thank that's you super for, fair though. No, it's not even. Oh my god, do we have to do this? Even though Widowmaker is really the <laughs> baddest from Overwatch. Let's be honest. Be fucking real. I didn't want to do the candy one. I didn't want to do the fuck Mary kill. I don't want to do this one. There's a recurring theme with this. <laughs> what do you have against waifus, Dylan? I don't first off, I fucking hate the word. Really? I hate anything oh, weeb related. Um, Jesus Christ, you must fucking hate my guts then. 
Yeah, I mean, we won't talk about that now, but I mean, <laughs> that's literally my entire personality. I know that's all you ever talk about. Uh, Jesus. I don't like the, like, I mean, if you can, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like waifus. It cringes me out so fucking hard. I'm like, why can't you just be normal? Like, why? Uh, wow. God <laughs> damn. Leave it to Dylan to suck the fun out of everything. I mean, I'm going to participate because I fucking have to, but I hate everything about what we're doing. You could have asked me for like my top five favorite restaurants or whatever. How many? Did, how many am I picking? By the way, is it top three? You have to do three, man. Well, I'd rather do three. top five restaurants. But God forbid, that's too fucking normal for this. So let's go. Let's get this shit over with. Let me start this goddamn podcast. Oh. Dylan, if it makes you more comfortable, we'll do restaurants. If it makes you more comfortable, no, because you're gonna in like you're gonna use innuendos to describe how much you love fucking anime juicy tater tots or something out of your restaurant. Mm, juicy mm. anime tater tots. It's Speaking fine. of juicy anime It'll tater tots, bad. my favorite yeah. waifu is Oscar from Evangelion. Nobody, everyone sees that coming. Oh, okay, yeah. That's why I, I didn't because I don't know what the fuck it means. That's why I have. An abundance of Oscar merchandise. What, what your problem with anime is, don't you like Miyazaki films? Uh, yeah, they're good. I mean, I haven't... Those are anime. That seems like normal people stuff, though, not like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where we're going right now is not okay. I'm not going <laughs> to sexualize Kiki. <sighs> uh, well, no, why would you sexualize Kiki? She's like 11. That's what I'm saying. Like Miyazaki's oh, no, 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 no. Don't be one of those guys that bridges them into the same fucking category. Don't be one of those guys. It's not that, the same thing. Br- bridges, bridges what? Well, hang on. What? Yeah. Like, don't like it. People who like oh, aren't boy. super into anime, they like when they hear like waifu and shit like that, like not, not everything waifu related has to be fucking lolly. Like it doesn't have to be children. It's fucking weird if you make it children. But like that, what the fuck is Lolly? Uh, like fucking uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. You're that saying things I don't know, and I don't like it. It's making me uncomfortable. Every uh, like people think of white like people who aren't like super into anime. They think of waifu, and they automatically imagine like they automatically think underage, and that is definitely uh, why do they think that? I don't know. That kind of seemed like where you were headed. No, he brought up Miyazaki. That's like probably my favorite Miyazaki movie. I don't know. We'll talk about that one day. I would have loved to have been talking about my top three favorite Miyazaki movies, but here we are. Um, I don't know. I don't know what my issue with anime is. I don't like the culture surrounding it. I mean, if you can watch it and be chill, that's fine. Austin's fine. No, I I don't think I think you dislike weeb culture. I don't think you dislike anime. That's super fair. I like anime. That's super fair. Yeah, like I said, Austin's fine. You're fine. You don't sit there and fan it. Well, Austin did just buy that statue the other week. <laughs> uh, you mean statues? I have twelve. Of them I forgot. Right. Yeah. That. Yep. I that multiplied from the three that I remember. Uh, also, bear in mind, literally two of them are ones that I actually purchased. The rest of them are all fucking Madison because she's super into that shit. That's great. Um. Yeah, maybe I just don't like weeb culture. I can't think of like, I have no desire to watch it now. Even the ones that I remembered liking from back in the day, I just don't have a desire. I don't know. I, I don't know. The thing about weeb culture that gets me is 
it's cringy when people take it too far. Fuck I me. Mean, you just got to open the door and I'm done. Um, but yeah, it's cringy as shit. Like, uh, like I, like I used to work in, uh, I'm pretty sure I've told you guys this. I used to work in hot topic and mm. I, I never explained so much. It, it really does. Um, so I worked in hot topic right when attack on Titan first got popular in the West. And I refused to watch the show for the longest fucking time because there was a group of kids that used to come in that store and they had the fucking cloak, like the fucking green scout cloak thing. They had those on and they would like run around in circles making fucking like ODM gear noises with their mouths. Yeah. I refused to watch that show because of that. I was like, that's awful. Those kids should die. That's terrible. I just want you guys to know something. I just looked up. I I, <laughs> I did a Bing search for best waifus, and there's a website called My Waifu List. Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also gonna go to. I'm gonna go to that website because I I want to see what people's. Uh, which which one did you find? My Waifu List moe. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go to it and see uh, what see what their what right. are their trash opinions. Well, I'm going to get mine out of the way. I really like May from Overwatch. I, I don't know why, but I feel that adorable and she's she thick as fuck. And uh, oh, Faye from uh, Cowboy Bebop and man of culture. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do what I do. And uh, you know what? To bring it back to Final Fantasy eight. I'm a Quistus guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to have to say, um, surprisingly, for whatever fucking reason, I don't know if you remember the character or not. Uh, I don't know how long it's been since you watched it. Uh, Lacus from Gundam Seed is pretty up there, and I don't know why. I have no idea. she'd choose the robot show. <laughs> I'm going to ignore Dylan. Um, <laughs> the second one is the fucking uh, Zero Two, the pink-haired bitch from that anime I showed you that you thought was really fucking cringy, Darling in the Franks. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, Madison even watched it. Now Madison likes it. And then she was sitting there talking all that shit with you. And now she now it's her favorite anime of all time. I mean, she's allowed to be wrong. And then my number one, top one favorite and always will be uh, Asuka from Evangelion. I have too much Asuka stuff to not be a fan of Asuka. Fair enough. All right. On to the podcast. <laughs> Dylan, it's not that bad, bro. I don't All right. sexualize there be, pixels. There could, worse things. there could be worse things. There could be. You're absolutely right. There, there's way worse things people are getting off to than fucking ain't waifus. Like clowns and tentacles. Welcome, hello, welcome to Hunting Pixels, the official video game podcast of Culture Bop. We've got a great show for you today, uh, sort of. This is uh, take number two. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. This is it. Yep. We're here. Uh, I'm. I'm just real bad at hosting. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Um. 
Well, we're going to be talking a lot about up the the upcoming year. Jesus, I can't even read. And our expectations, God. Uh, we're also going to be talking about what we're playing and what media we've been engaging with outside of gaming. Yeah, it's going to be great. Hell yeah. I am, of course, your host, the one, the only, Beboppington Boppington Man, John. Yeah! <laughs> and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Dylan, New Year, New Me, Martin, and Austin, same year, same backstabbing motherfucker, me, Stevens. How's it going, fellas? Fuck you. You nailed it. That wasn't even in the outline, and you got that shit right. Oh, man. Uh, I do what, what was the I question? Do. Uh, I don't know. I just put Friday the day <laughs> um, in the outline because I also don't know how to type. Apparently That's not. Fine. No, the question was, how is it going? It's right there in the outline. I just had to follow along. Uh, it's going great. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, are you cutting the first part of this out of the podcast? No. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, I was going to say it's going fine if that was the case, but if we're going to leave that in, I'm not doing so good. <laughs> you'll be fine. You, uh, I have to imagine you'll be okay. I will be. I don't listen to these. Funny because I don't either. I do listen to them. Wow, I was just trying to. What are you doing to my letters? No, I'm joking. I, I don't think I've listened to the most recent one, but I usually listen to all of them the day they drop. That was my favorite. How, one. how dare you guys? Our subscriber count is going down because you fuckers don't listen. No, I'm just. Kidding. Hey, I promoted it. Is our subscriber count going down? Oh, I don't. I don't fuck. <laughs> not even checking. He's like, I don't care. I put a. No, I, I, I am checking, but I think we've got such a small amount that it's like. It's, yeah, it's such like a no. It's an unnoticeable difference. Oh, look, guys, look behind the curtain. <sighs> Lord, um, we're uh, I added a, a show link to my Twitch page now, and it has our little decal on it, so it looks really cool. Oh, cool. Nice. Cool, cool, cool. And, uh, and I will be having a... Um, uh, Brain stroke? Yep, yep. That's, yeah. that's the one. That's the stuff. Um, uh, I'll be making a Twitch page for the show so we can uh, do occasional streams on there. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm super stoked to do those. Man, I got to start wearing clothes? Uh, you don't have yeah. to. It's not required. Well, Josh wants to keep his shit up, I'm sure. Like, he doesn't want to be, like, stricken by the Twitch gods immediately. I mean, I'm not some hot 20-year-old chick flaunting their body on their bed, calling it content. I mean, you could be. Well, lucky for you, Dylan, you don't have to be that to get me going, so. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I just have to dress up like a fucking waifu, and then I'd be good. Boom. Bringing it back. Oh boy! See, you're the one that you're the one that's so mad about it, but you're the one that keeps bringing it up. We're trying to move on and have a good time, and you just keep throwing it back. I was taught by my Speaking psychologist a good time. that I need to talk about my issues. Go ahead. <laughs> what issues are those, Dylan? No, I'm just kidding. Don't go, bruh. Uh, listen, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Disaster care. artist. My dad died. Oh, Gee. oh my! I wish mine did. I was so I, I was watching no. the Disaster Artist the other day. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> fucking Jesus! Mine didn't even just die. He killed himself. God damn! <laughs> Darkness abounds. Um, I watched the Disaster Artist, fuckers. Okay. Uh, 
so uh, I talked about this last time, uh, and I don't want to reiterate the same points, but for the listeners, The Disaster Artist is based on a memoir from Greg Sistero, who is the second lead in a little movie known as The Room, uh, which <clears throat> famously was considered uh, one of the worst movies ever made when it was released in 2003. Uh, kind of became like a cult following sort of thing uh, where like people thought it was so bad that it was kind of good and there are like midnight screenings for it, all kinds of shit. Uh, but the movie is based on the book. Uh, it's called the disaster artist. Hang on. Um, My life inside the room, the greatest bad movie ever made. And it kind of details his relationship with, uh, Tommy Wiseau, who is, you know, the filmmaker behind it. Um, and yeah, it's just really entertaining. Uh, it's not the best. And I think that there are some things that it like left out of the, um, left out of the book. Like, uh, it, I think that there was a bunch of stuff that actually happened with, um, between Wiseau and, 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 uh, Sestero that, like their relationship was a lot worse than it was let on in the movies <clears throat> or in the movie. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty strong. James Franco stars as Tommy Wiseau. Uh, he delivers a pretty good performance. Um, and his brother, Dave Franco plays, uh, Greg. And I, I actually think that Dave Franco is kind of the best thing about the movie, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really competently made pretty entertaining and uh I, I definitely recommend it oh yeah it's super cool yeah i know it's still memed about here and there but i really i just know who i just know who tommy what is it Wusso? why so why yeah. so is just from the disaster artist i wasn't familiar with him beforehand but boy do i know him now <laughs> Yep, that's. Uh, I don't know how things work on the podcast anymore. This is our first one. We don't know. We just keep going. We just figure <laughs> shit out as we go. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, Austin, tell me about your Iron Blooded Orphans retrospective. Hey, is this an anime? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> yes, this is where waifus come from. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> for the longest time, uh, well, I mean, I guess it technically still is. Uh, Iron Blooded Orphans was actually my all-time favorite in general um it, gundam series i don't know what the fuck i was trying to say um it, it's pretty high up there as far as like my favorite just animes of all time in general because like gundam is such a big thing and it's such a hard thing for people to get into because there's just so fucking much content this is one of the shows where if i'm talking to somebody and they're like yeah i want to watch gundam but like i've never seen any of it before this is one of the ones i would recommend because it's so radically different and I watched a retrospective on it today, and I've never had a retrospective sum up my thoughts on something completely. And the the guy, I can't remember what his name is. I'm going to have to fucking Google it, and then I'll bring it back up later. Um, he he uh, pretty much compared it to Lord of the Flies. And, and that's the case that it's a group of kids trying to survive, and everything goes downhill and shit hits the fan when the fat kid dies. And that's pretty much what the fuck happens. Piggy. 
Um, there, there's a character in the show in the first season, and his name is Biscuit. And he was kind of like the like the conscience of the group because the whole the whole show was about a, a group of uh, guerrilla soldiers made up of children, pretty pretty much just trying to fucking survive and make money and like have a good life. And you know, every time they started to go down the wrong turn, you had Biscuit in the corner over there saying, "Oh, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe that's like not so good. You know, it's kind of wrong. It's kind of fucked up." And they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, Biscuit, you're right." And then when Biscuit dies at the end of season one shit goes downhill. It goes from a bunch of kids uh, trying to just survive and live a peaceful life to a bunch of kids uh, following a tyrant who is pretty much trying to take over the entire like one world government that is already established and is a thing. I'm not doing a very good job at talking tonight. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm like mumbling the fuck over everything. I'm God doing damn. Great. I just cannot get my fucking well good. Uh, good for fucking you, Dylan. I know. Good for you. <laughs> Just wait till I get to mine. <laughs> and then Dylan's like, yeah, it's great. Move on. <laughs> but uh, you know me so well. It, it's good. Um, it, it's surprising. I, I didn't expect I didn't expect the show to kind of take the turn that it does, especially with I grew attached to some of these characters because it very quickly by the time I got to season two, I was like, God damn, I fucking love this show. And then everybody dies. Everyone. And it's brutal. And they, they make sure you see every inch, like every like detail and aspect of their death. And you're just like, Jesus fucking Christ, you didn't have to do that to me. Like, I'm just sitting here vibing, having a good time. And now I'm just sad and depressed and lonely. <laughs> like, I'm hurt. But um, it's it, it was good. The retrospective kind of like summed up all of my feelings for the show. And it's uh, it, it's definitely up there in in my list of of anime. I've watched probably way too many for a normal human being. <laughs> um, but that's where I'm at in my life. I enjoy it, so I'm just gonna keep doing it. But um, Fair enough. If you've ever wanted to check out Gundam, but don't know which series of the forty year fucking franchise to watch, check that one out. It's different, and it, you have to have no prior knowledge of anything going into it. It's its complete own separate timeline. It doesn't relate to anything, so try it. Maybe you'll like it. Probably not. Well, he just suggested something, so he can't do a pick of the week now. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, it was one of my wife used to choose that film. Oh, they're trying to tell you something. <laughs> uh, what is FFT, Dylan? Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Josh. Um, see, I have to abbreviate stuff in this podcast because if I truly wrote out what that was, we wouldn't be talking about it right now. Um, tomorrow, I'm going fly fishing. So, oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, do I need to stutter through some sentences to just keep up with you guys real quick or am I good to keep going? No, just keep going, you motherfucker. Okay, just making sure. Uh, no, yes. Yeah, oh, so. Josh stuttered calling you a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> telling you, man, I don't know how to talk. My brain is officially dead. Well, we got a uh, long way to go. So, yeah, recharge. Yeah. Um, no, so for Christmas, um, good friend of mine gave me a fly reel and I was like, I don't have the rest of this to go with it. <laughs> and I've never done it before. Um, so that was just kind of like a, Hey, here's your first part. Once you get the second part, we're going to go out fly fishing. And that's something I've always wanted to know how to do my whole entire life. My family has never been able to grasp it. Um, anything like that. And I'll be the first one that's actually learned it. It's something that's not easy to do. 
but mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun and it's rewarding. So tomorrow I'm going to get to go out there and practice for the first time and I'm super excited. <clears throat> Everyone knows I like to fish. If you've been with this podcast long enough, whether it be in real life or on Animal Crossing or on Stardew Valley or fucking literally anything, yep. I like to fish. Um, as much as Austin likes his fucking anime titty things, then I like fishing. Um <laughs> anime titty. I don't know what they are. That's the name of the <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Damn it. That means you have to leave out the, leave in the rest of it, though. Oh! oh I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, okay. Anyway, so that's... I had to abbreviate it, because if I would have wrote, like, written fly fishing tomorrow, I, I doubt... <laughs> I would have gotten some snarky comment at the beginning of it. <laughs> well, that's not true. We're not all dicks like you. That is true. I feel like I roast more than I should on this podcast, and I'm taking out my hostilities when I shouldn't be. That's something I do. Yeah, take them out on your girlfriend like a real. I do, but I can't display that. I'm just, I'm just kidding. That's gonna be fucking kicked up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just joking. That would be (laughs) awful. We're joking. Um, We don't, we don't support women. No, no, we only support beating Austin. Yes, that's fair. Unless he likes it, in which case we don't. Right. Okay. Jokes on you. Caught I do. Up. Great. Uh, well, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's my day tomorrow. So I'm excited Ooh. about it. We're gonna put a new chapter in the book. I want to. I want to get like prominent with a Twitch channel, like where I have a lot of followers, where I can flip over to YouTube and be like here is my daily outdoor life and like post some badass shit that I go and do in the mountains. Cause that mm-hmm. shit would be fire. Um, so that's the long-term goal. Like, you know, 87 years from now when I'm uh, famous on Twitch, that's, that's the long-term goal. Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, why don't you just, you know, do YouTube content already of you just doing outdoor shit and then just link it together. Yeah. That's what I was going to suggest. Actually. I feel like if you, if you do that and you get like a following on YouTube, you can, bring it over to Twitch and, and then kind of merge it. There are so many fucking people that do that shit on YouTube. Well, there's also so many people that Twitch stream too. Yeah, but I can only do one or the other right now. <laughs> like I can't go record uh, mountain videos and yeah. splice those together when I'm trying to stream on Twitch literally every I day. That. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to humor you real quick, please. What the fuck is fly fishing? I don't know what that is. Uh, so fly fishing is, so normal, normal fishing is done. Like, you know, you know, the rods that you see, I mean, it has yeah. like the pole and a spinner and everything. Fly fishing is done. If look, I'm going to sound stupid because this is my first time out there tomorrow. So if someone's listening to this and they know more than me, give me, give me till the next podcast and I'll, I'll do better. But a lot of that, um, a lot of that, like casting work and stuff like that, that's done from normal fishing. That's done with uh, like the bait that you have attached. Like that's where all your weight's coming from or whatever you have, like lures on there, whatever you have. Yeah. A lot of the weight is going out like that. Um, with fly fishing, the weight is actually coming from the line itself. It's not your normal clear see-through line. This is actually like thick and it's okay. weighted. So what you're fishing with is actually this tiny little you're fishing for trout trout do not have big mouths um so you're fishing with these just imagine like you're picking out like a piece of belly button lint and that's about as how big it is unless you just store that shit then completely ignore that um but it's it's super small and you're still getting those super far casts 
because of the line and how much it weighs. And you're standing out there in the middle of the water. Tomorrow I'll be doing it off the bank, but generally fly fishermen wade out into the middle of a river, creek, whatever, using like waders or like high boots, whatever. And you're just out there in the middle of the stream and you're casting these long distances. And um, it's it's just a different type of fishing. There's so much more that goes into it. That wasn't eloquent whatsoever, but it it's a, it's at least a little concise in what, you could what the differences are between the two styles of fishing. It's just completely different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, and it's much harder to learn. I'm sure I pissed off somebody listening by saying I don't know what the fuck fly fishing is, but Yeah. I mean, I also missed a huge part of it. Like when you when you like set the hook on a normal fishing rod and you're starting to reel it in, that's I mean, that's not what you do in fly fishing. You're actually doing what's called stripping and you're actually pulling the line with your other hand. Like you're not reeling in these fish. You're actually like pulling it with your hand off the rod. Mm -hmm. That's another. So it's just totally different. Um, It's more once you get the art down pat, it's more uh, soothing, I guess you could say, because you're actually in the water casting and like being you're working more for your catch if that makes sense yeah more rewarding yeah well that's cool i'm glad i know i'll never use this knowledge because i fucking hate the outdoors but i'm glad that i I need to you did learn something so that's good i did and knowing is half the battle right oh my waiting on that transition joe (sighs) i i i got nothing man I got nothing. You guys are just terrible. Um, so I watched what? Friday the 13th Part 3. Uh, this continues my long descent into madness that is watching all the Friday the 13th in order mm-hmm. and all the Nightmare on Elm Streets to get to modern day. Uh, so I, I remember last time when I was talking about 1 and 2 uh, on whichever podcast that was. Uh, that I had said that one was actually better than I remembered it and two was worse than I remembered it. Well, part three is just about exactly the same as I remember it. It's still incredibly fucking boring, and uh, it has a weird sort of like disco take on the Friday the 13th main theme that happens in the credits. The 3D is really awful um we didn't watch it in 3d we watched in 2d but still like the the 3d didn't like that there was nothing special about it at all like nothing whatsoever um but i'll say this so i was looking into some some research on it and uh originally the storyline was supposed to focus on the heroine from part two and her kind of dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, kind of like the fallout of what happened at the end of two. And they couldn't get her to resign because she was in uh, involved in other projects. And so the script had to change significantly. But one of the things that I didn't remember, but now like watching it kind of makes three ever so slightly better in my eyes is they kind of took that story and kind of molded it to the new, uh, protagonist. Her name is, um, Chris. And, uh, so she, she at one point recounts like the story of how she, um, was, uh, 
she was attacked by a man uh, at the at the lake house that they're currently at, and um, kind of the reason she wanted to come back was to confront her fears and like escape the trauma. But like, it's kind of like just a lot for her, and I thought that that was a really like thoughtful thing that they put into this fucking slasher movie. Uh, and I, I just didn't remember it being in there, but the reason that I didn't remember it being in there is because Chris's character is in the movie for like 20 minutes, like at most the, <clears throat> they're, they're just uh, one of the problems with the Friday, the movies, especially the early ones is I feel like none of the characters fucking matter. Like all of the characters are just there to get killed. You don't get to know them all that much. And the ones that you do are kind of defined by like one little trait. And that's kind of frustrating because you look at Halloween and like Nightmare on Elm Street and all of those characters are pretty well defined. Uh, I mean, even if they're like kind of like characters or caricatures, you still get like little bits and pieces that kind of flesh them out and make them a little bit more than just blah. But Friday the 13th never really did that. And, like, the it fucking sucks because the idea of, like, the whole Chris thing coming back and, and recounting or, or, like, you know, trying to battle her trauma or whatever is really a fucking good idea and something that they used to great effect in uh, the 2018 Halloween. But it just didn't go anywhere here. I mean there's really not much to like in this movie. Honestly, Richard Brooker is the Jason here and he does. There are a lot of people who claim that he is the best. I'm, I'm not sure that I fall into that camp. Um, but I will say that he is kind of menacing and like, just like you can see that he kind of delights in killing these people. And that makes Jason a little bit more scary. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, just if you're going to watch these movies, don't watch three. Like really, please don't watch three. It's not good. <laughs> Jesus. Um, why don't we get into our main topic? <laughs> yeah, let's go for it, buddy. <laughs> this is, this is some stuff that you should be, uh, checking out, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, so we've almost officially finished with our look, backs uh you know say for one more episode that will be coming soon uh probably next week uh but we want to go ahead and keep our eyes on the prize and that prize is of course the games coming this year so today we're going to just talk to you guys about our most anticipated games of 2021 hell yeah uh this won't be anything special just us talking about our hopes and dreams for the coming year uh so let's talk about all of that right now i'll go ahead and start um i listed mine oh well, i didn't list them in the document but i have the things pulled up i'm going to talk about mine in uh order of release date and the first one coming up is the medium this comes out in uh two weeks i think uh it's at the end of january i'm trying to find the exact date for it um it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, so this is from Blooper Team, uh, who I... January 28th, there we go, found it. Um, Blooper Team is the guys <clears throat> who are behind uh, the Blair Witch game that came out, uh, I think, last year. If it wasn't last year, it was the year before. 
they're also probably best known for Layers of Fear and Observer. Um, Observer actually just got a, uh, a an updated version. Of, uh, it's called Observer Redux. Um, it just came out uh, maybe a month or two ago, but uh, I highly recommend that. That that game is fucking weird, and I love it. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so in the game, you play as a medium named Marianne who lives uh, kind of like in two worlds. There is the human world and the spirit world. And um, apparently after seeing visions of a young girl's murder, Marianne travels to an abandoned hotel to search for the truth about what happened there. Um, and at playing as her, you'll experience the game from two different perspectives. So like you'll get to explore the real world, the, you know, the physical world and the spiritual world, both at the same time. Uh, and with both of them will be dis- displayed on the screen. Um, so what you're doing in the real world can affect what's going on in the spirit world and vice versa. And, um, I am just really, really fucking stoked for this because there were things that happened in the observer that, and even like, uh, in Blair, Witch, where you could kind of see that this is sort of where their heads were at. Like with Blair, Witch specifically, there are parts where like you pick up cameras or like, uh, like VHS sort of cameras that you find in the woods and you watch them and like, it's it kind of takes you to a, a separate world, but like the stuff that you do in that VHS world will affect what happens in, in the woods that you're in as the, the main character of that game. Um, and I'm just, I'm really excited about it. Uh, the guys talked about like their influence of the game influences on the game. And they said that silent Hill was a, was a real big influence for them. Um, so yeah, and I actually I think if if I remember correctly the uh uh the composer of the score for this one actually worked uh for um Silent Hill. Uh yeah, yeah, Akira Yamaoka. So yeah, I'm super fucking stoked. It comes out on the 28th. That's uh just about 2 weeks away and I can't fucking wait. It looks oh, like yeah. a good game. Um I think this year and it's something that we'll hear a little later in the podcast from some of the other choices, but it's a good year for horror. Um, yes. I think one of the oh, best yeah. we've had in a long while. So this game is one that wasn't really on my radar, um, but I like the looks of it and I can't wait to watch some playthroughs of it because it looks like a, like a scary good time. Yeah, it looks super spooky. I probably won't play it, but I'm excited to watch other people play it. Hey, I, I'm excited for you guys to watch me play it. Maybe I'll stream it. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, shit. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Austin, go ahead and tell me. what Do you have a an order that you want to do this in? Yeah, I'm going to go um, like uh, least excited to most excited because uh, I like your idea of the release dates, except none of mine have release dates yet. They're all just slated wow. for 2021. Wonderful. Um, uh, actually, one of yours, uh, I think, actually does have a definitive release date. Which one is that one? Uh, Mass Effect. Does it? I saw I saw today they said something about... Uh, I kind of skimmed through the article. Um, I saw an article today that said something about possibly March March of this year. I thought it was confirmed, but... I it might be. Wrong. I don't know. I'm, I might just be fucking stupid because I didn't read it all the way, but... Um, <clears throat> no, I'm 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 pretty stoked. I uh 
I played through one and two back in the day. Uh, I think I was in like middle school when I played those. And then I got into high school and I played three. And for some fucking reason, I just never finished it. Um, I've actually I, I got the like I got an urge a couple weeks ago to try to go back and replay them. And um, I almost bought uh, I saw some guy on eBay was selling all three of them for like five dollars, like all together. And I was going to buy it. I don't know why the fuck I didn't. Um, but I ended up selling my Xbox. So now I can't even do that. Uh, but I'm super fucking stoked to go back and replay them. Uh, especially two. Two is by far my favorite uh, fucking game in the entire franchise. I don't know why. I just think two is fantastic. I'm really stoked. I'm excited. And that's I mean, it's all I really could say about it because it's just a fucking remaster. I never played them at all back in the day, so it's going to be nice to get that experience. Um, just mm-hmm. wasn't on my radar. I I had a lot of other things that I was playing uh, back and uh, when it like initially came out. Whenever it did, I just know I was playing other stuff. But I also remember it being very well received, and it just mm-hmm. it just spawned this fan base that would always just rave about how good it is so i'm excited excited to delve into it um because i know nothing i know like the main character is commander shepherd and that's it i think solely judging off of some of the others talked about that you enjoy and like we're excited for um i think you'll really fucking enjoy them personally yeah, you're you're bigger on action RPGs than uh, I for sure am. I th- I think you'll definitely 100% enjoy them. Well, that's um, good, um, especially be, it being remastered. That's the biggest part mm-hmm. to me. I can't wait to see what that looks like. I don't remember specifically how long the first one is, but I know the second one's got some fucking length to it. Good. I remember, I remember uh, the second one being significantly longer than the first. I was looking this up the other day because I was thinking they were a lot longer than they were, but it, uh, hang on, how long to beat? Um, but they're significantly shorter than I remember them being. Really? Uh, yeah. Like I remember each of them being about 50 to 60 hours of content, Mm -hmm. but, um, apparently uh, I'm looking at it right now to do absolutely everything in the fucking game yeah. for Mass Effect 2 it's 50 hours. Uh but just the main story is only 24. Really? Yeah. Huh. I and expected then, that to be a lot fucking longer. I don't know why. Everything was bigger yeah. as a kid. Mass Effect 3 is the same thing, it's 24. Mass Effect 1's only 17 according to how long to beat. Um, we just go skip over yeah, that pretend I, like he ain't just said that. What did I say? No, not you, Dylan. Wait, what did oh, I say? Everything's bigger as a kid. Oh yeah, but that's the truth, though. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, I. That's so weird that it's only that long. I feel like I specifically remember Mass Effect Two taking me a long time. Yeah, same. But that's but, cool. I'm excited for them. I think they're going to be really good, uh, especially uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure the little. Uh, reveal thing that they did for it. I'm pretty sure they mentioned that there is another Mass Effect project in the works. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm not fucking. I want. I just want them to move on to something new. Yeah, honestly, I feel that. I I don't know. <sighs> Judging off of how much I didn't like Andromeda, I'm scared that whatever else they do, I'm not going to like it either. Yeah, exactly. That's why I want them to move to something. And I don't even think it, 3 was very well received from what I remember. I think people just had a problem with the fucking ending. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But, 
I don't even remember it. Uh, you know what? I don't remember what Dylan told me was his number five choice last time. We Look at that. Oh. We have a segue. <laughs> um, my number five. No, I'm joking. I remember. It was Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, so it's going to be made by good old Tango Gameworks, but... Beyond that, it's just another game we're adding to the Bethesda universe. Um, and I think they're doing a good job at coming out with all these different games in their rosters. Skyrim, or, you know, Elder Scrolls, I should say, Fallout, Dishonored, now Ghostwire Tokyo, and it goes beyond that even. But it just looks good. This falls into that, I mean, would you categorize it as horror? Or, like, suspense? Uh yeah, I mean, I think it. W- considering it's coming from Tango, I would definitely still consider it a horror game. But it it definitely looks more actiony than say the Evil Within one or two. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, so again, this kind of iterates on what we were saying earlier. It's a good year for games like this. It looks different. Um, this game was not on my radar whatsoever, but I just happened to, you know clip it one day like it was just on my feet or whatever and i looked at it and i was like this is unreasonably cool um i like what seems like the supernatural elements coming into it and the combat looks like a lot of fun and it looks like a game that's going to keep you on your toes and the world is freaking beautiful for it being like a more horror oriented game i mean it looks pretty sick so it crept in there for me i'm anticipating it i'm excited for it so Number whatever for me, the lowest on the list will be Ghostwire Tokyo. Hell yeah. Fair enough. I, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, my my only, well, first, you were saying something about the po- uh, the combat, and I didn't know this. I'm literally just reading it right now. But the um, uh, Shin- Shinichiro Hara um was he worked on the push forward combat and glory kill system in Doom 2016 Ooh. and is the combat director of this game. That's pretty sick. So that has me excited because I fucking love the combat in Doom 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but uh no the only thing that I was going to say has me concerned is uh the creative director of the game she left a little bit way through the development um, and had something to do. I think she said something about she got pregnant or something like that. So she quit. Um, So that's a little disheartening, but I assume that Shinji Mikami kind of came in and took over the reins uh, just to finish it. So I don't know. It looks good. I'm fucking excited. It's a weird thing to do when you're pregnant. Especially a job like that, just quit. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that that's what she has said, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it there's been a whole bunch of like conjecture about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about this game for sure. Hell yeah! I'll again, I probably won't play it, but I'll watch somebody else play it for sure. Cool. Well, might be another one of us. Might be, <laughs> yeah. Might be Dylan or you. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, pop into my stream for two minutes and then leave. Go ahead. <laughs> Listen, sir. All right. My next uh, my next game <laughs> is Bravely Default 2. 
so it's a it's the third game in the Bravely series. Um, I'm really, really, really fucking psyched for this game. Um, Bravely Default One is one of my favorite games on the 3DS, like just period. Uh, and part of the reason is because it hearkened back to the sort of uh, old like job-based Final Fantasy sort of almost like Final Fantasy tactics sort of combat and had like this really cute like style to it but like it did more than just kind of harken back like it had this really cool mechanic with the the brave and the default system where like you could spend as many kind of like action points as you wanted but it would like cost you in terms of your turns so like if you played really aggressively it could come back to bite you in the ass because you would be so far back within like how many people you have in in your turns so to speak Mm -hmm. um that like you could just get wiped out so you had to be a little bit more tactical about it and everything that I have seen from this looks fucking wonderful. It looks like the necessary uh, like step forward that Bravely Second kind of wasn't. Um, Bravely Second I, was a weird like half step that like it was still good, but it wasn't great. Yeah, if that makes sense. And. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm really 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 fucking stoked for this game. I cannot fucking wait. Comes out February. Uh, I'm trying to find the release date. Uh, February 26th. There we go. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah. So I'm I'm also wait. pretty stoked for that. Um, I haven't played any other game in the series, but I do think it looks really fucking good. Um, I really dig the art style, so I'll I'll probably check it out. <laughs> That'll probably be one that I play because I feel like it's right up my fucking alley. Yeah, I, I with you being like a waifu guy and um <laughs> Hate it and here. liking sort of like uh turn based combat and shit, mm-hmm. um I th- I think you'll enjoy it. Oh yeah. I had never even heard of the game franchise until you brought it up. It's uh, like you don't really fuck with um uh, turn-based stuff uh, as much as like me and Dylan do, or me and <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. Um, so I don't know if you would like it, but I, I mean, I would say it's worth a shot. Uh, if you've got a 3ds, the the first one's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I'm an action RPG kind of guy, or just RPG. I don't like the turn-based, but That's I'll look fair. at it. I'll watch Josh play it. Oh yeah, yes you will. Um, awesome. What's the, what's next up on the docket for you? So, next one up on the docket for me is Horizon Forbidden West. I th- cannot. Wait. I think that game, like judging on the on the trailer that they've shown us alone, um, I think that game looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. whether or not I'll have a PS5 to play it, I I don't know. Probably not. Um, I know it's releasing on the PS4 too, but I Miles Morales was kind of one thing. Like I was cool with kind of dipping in on the PS4 for that one, but for anything else that's probably going to come out this year, I'm not going to pick it up unless I'm able to cop a five. Um, 
So I'm, 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 I'm actively going to try to get one within the next month. So maybe I can make that work. But um, I'm super fucking stoked for it. I haven't finished the first one. I haven't even hit the hour point in the first one. And I know somebody's going to want to fucking crucify me for saying that. Um, but I just, yeah, it's in my backlog. It's there. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, probably because I've been putting way too much time into other things, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm hoping I can have the first one finished by the time this one comes out. I don't know if there's a release window or anything. I just know it's 2021, but it looks fucking beautiful and I can't wait. Yeah, I am very stoked for this. Dylan, you haven't tried the first one on PC yet, have you? No, I am... I'm in a bad way right now in my in my games being played, so we'll talk about that later. But it is on the list, um, and you you really need to get to it. Like I mean, I've played uh, the I game. Watching... Uh, okay, okay. I'm just I'm just letting you know, man. God, Jesus Christ! Don't be condescending with me. I don't think that you're using that word correctly. <laughs> I am. You were you were you were being condescending. I don't appreciate it. Was it? Yeah. I mean, that's just your natural tone, though, so. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's fair. Uh, You and fucking Kayla. Jesus Christ. Listen. uh, (laughs) Anyway, you need to get to it because you will fucking love the combat. Uh, I think that the combat in Horizon Zero Dawn is mm, top five or six. Uh, yeah, somewhere somewhere in that neighborhood, top five or six uh, best fucking combat systems uh, of the last generation. Oh, yeah. It's just fucking great. But anyway. All right, Mr. Uh, big Man, Mr. Uh, We're waiting on I'm, you, Dylan. I'm, I'm too big for this. Uh, I'm a gigantic Twitch star. What's your what's your next one? Uh... I don't know where that came from. Like this hostility is not, this is not good. You, you brought it on yourself. No, you were condescending to me. You brought it. Look, I'm just going to say, I think everybody was cool. And then Dylan started getting hostile right off the bat at the start of the episode. So, well, that's because I don't fantasize about goddamn pixels. Uh, anyway, speaking of which, that girl is fucking kind of cute, right? Uh, Gotham Knights. That's the that's the one for me. Does this have a release date? No, uh, uh, I don't think Gotham Knights is twenty twenty two. Come out. I thought it was twenty twenty one. No, no, it's definitely twenty twenty one. Arkham okay. uh, Suicide Squad was twenty twenty one, right? I thought they were. Ooh. Gotham Knights, I thought was twenty twenty one. I'm gonna look it up. Um, okay, while well, he's looking it up. Um, it just looks so much fun. I love what they're doing by making this a separate iteration of the asylum, the Arkham franchise. I like that it's separate from that. Um, and I want to see where they take the story here. The combat looks like so much fun. It like kept enough from the Arkham games to still appease to those players, but it looks like it switched up the formula a lot too. Um, and for it being a Gotham-based game, the colors are super vibrant, and the worlds look like they really pop. And I think they're doing something that was needed. I wasn't sick of the Arkham games by any means, but this is really changing up the formula. And they're adding, like, how many playable characters are there? Are there four or more? Four. 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 So that's going to be a lot of fun, and to see how those combat styles... Um, 
you know, reflect on who they are, stuff like that. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where the story goes. I'm not like expecting fantastic things from it, but I'm expecting good things from it. And yeah. that'll be sometime this year, I hope, but we'll see. Yeah, it uh so I looked it up and I they, it was announced for 2021, yeah. Yeah, it's announced for July 16th, 2021. Oh, there's an actual date. Holy shit. Yeah, as of December 26th of 2020, the release date is July 16th, 2021. I th- I could have sworn that, that during the big press reveal, the DC fandom, whatever the fuck they called it, that they said Suicide Squad was 21, but I was wrong. It is not. Suicide Squad, as of right now, is still 2022, but I don't know who's excited for that. Not I. and Not I, but I am very excited for Gotham yeah. Knights. I'm going to play the fuck out of that. I am a little confused why they went the story direction that they did and decided not to include it in the Arkham universe, even though the trailer was kind of misleading. Uh, it kind of made it seem like it picks up right where Arkham Knight left off. But even then I was confused because like it, it started showing the characters and I was like, dude, the ages, like none of these ages are fucking right. Like this doesn't make sense. And then later on in the day, they uh, cleared up that it will not be following the Arkham universe. So instead Suicide Squad will, which also doesn't make sense. But whatever, I'm, I'm going to play it regardless. And it looks fan. I think it looks great. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm that is not one that I'm necessarily looking forward to. I like that universe and stuff, but uh, it's just blah to me. I feel that. But yeah, that makes sense. Um, my next one. Uh, now this one has a uh, doesn't have a firm date, but the uh, a recent leak says that is April twenty twenty. Oh my god, April of 2021 <laughs> and that's Resident Evil 8 Village. Um so this That's relatively is, soon. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is a continuation of the story from Resident Evil 7, so it's a direct follow-up um and I we talked about this I think when we tried recording this the first time that uh we pretty sure that there is no like direct sequel in the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah. Because one is the first one and then two and three both take place at the same time. And technically I guess two is a sequel to one, but two and three take place at the same time. So they're kind of both the sequel. So um anyway. Uh yeah, so this one is direct sequel. It takes place in uh, not Louisiana anymore, which is kind of weird. Um, some sort of European village. And we know that Chris Redfield is back. Uh, we know that the story is going to focus on Ethan and Mia from the first game. And uh, outside of that, we really don't know a whole lot. Um, that said, I am fucking stoked for this game both of the trailers that have come out have looked spectacular and i i love seven i know a lot of people uh were kind of tepid on it or like loved it for its vr component but i think seven is one of the better ones to come out uh since since four really i i think that seven might be the best one to come out since four. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
yeah, I'm excited about this. Can't fucking wait. I'm excited too. Um, I know it says a lot, but my favorite Resident Evil is Resident Evil 5. Uh, I just I had such a great time at that game. But um, I did enjoy what I played of Resident Evil 7. It's just one of those situations. I got sidetracked. Um, I stopped playing it. But, well, this kind of changes it up. I didn't know that there was a speculative date that it would be coming out as soon as it is. But I kind of wanted to do... Uh, a playthrough of it on stream just because like now that I have the face cam, it's going to be hilarious to see me scream when that little ghost girl or ghost woman <laughs> pops up out of the stairs. Like she, Oh man, that was, that was awful. But I don't know if I feels like it's going to be a, a fun stream to have with that going on, but I don't know if I could beat that by the time it comes out. Cause I have so much left on the plate, but regardless the fact that it's even possibly coming out that soon is super exciting. Um, it looks so much fun and I like the, the kind of mystery we have going on with Chris right now. Like, I mean, he's, he's back, but in what, in what regard is he back? And that's what I like about it. I, I'm, I'm curious to see where the story is going to go. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Uh, Austin, What's your next one? Yes. So my next one is God of War Ragnarok, which is another uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive that I haven't finished yet. Um, it's also in the backlog. It's there. I actually did put some time into that uh, the other day, believe it or not. I think I'm like mm, two-ish hours in. Um, so I'm not that far, but I'm going to finish it eventually. Uh, maybe. Maybe by the time the Ragnarok comes out, I'll have it done. Um I have a lot of fond memories when I was young playing one, two and three at an age that I probably shouldn't have been playing God of war one, two and three. Um, but they were great. I, my stepdad, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast. My stepdad used to buy uh, storage units and that's how I got the first three uh, or the first two God of wars uh, were actually just in that storage unit. And he had a PS two and he gave it to me and let me play them um, really fucking shouldn't have. But uh, they were great, and I fell in love with the franchise. I didn't play 3 until I was, like, fucking 18, I think. And I finally went back and played 3, and uh, I I hope it's good. I, I, don't, mm, I don't know how the story in the uh, PS4 uh, version is. I don't know why I'm choosing these words. I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how good the story is in 2018 God of War. Um, I haven't played it. I've been actively avoiding spoilers. Um, I know I know the very last like fucking post credit scene, whatever fuck you want to call it. I know that because um, I saw that, unfortunately. But uh, I've heard it's good. I've also heard people say it's like not so good compared to the original three. So I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. And then hopefully I'll like uh, Ragnarok. I'm going to buy it either way. But so we'll see. But I hope it's good, and I hope it comes out this year. I'm kind of scared that it's not going to, but we will see. Yeah, I think that was in our prediction episode, right? Where, uh, what did we say? We didn't think it was coming out next year? I don't know. Yeah, um, I think we said it, it'll probably come out uh, next year. Yeah, I I think it's... Yeah, I think it's getting pushed back from this year. I mean, all we saw from it was a fucking little... Yeah, like uh, a logo. logo. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, um, also we're not a hundred percent sure whether or not the same game director is still working on God of War, uh, Corey Barlog. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. 
Um, I'm not confident that it's coming out this year. Yeah. At all. I'm not either. I hope it does. I really fucking hope it does. Um, I really want, I don't know, man. I, I want to see both of these consoles have, have big flagship games come out this year and kind of get their feet on the ground. But I don't know. It looks like, uh, PlayStation's the only one doing that so far, other than Halo Infinite. Then again, I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of uh, uh, upcoming news, so I'm kind of out of the loop. We got the medium, bro. We got the medium. Oh, is that an X? Is that going to be an Xbox exclusive? Yeah, it's only on next gen and PC. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was an Xbox yeah. exclusive. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. Will it be on Game Pass? Yep, day one. Cool. Cool. Well, then I might actually play it. I, I just don't have an Xbox currently. Hopefully, I'll get the Series X soon, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, Dylan, am I to assume that your number three is the one that I have highlighted? Uh, yeah. Um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. It's just I, I know what it sounds like out of all the games that we're talking about. This one makes it on there, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um the Lego games can always provide a good time. I mean, mm-hmm. they're there for that reason. And this one is monumental because it has all nine of the Skywalker saga chapters inside of it. And it's going to be crazy to see that ex- expansive amount of content thrown in here. Um, and it's just another piece of the star Wars universe that we get to experience. Um, I'm super excited about it just because, I mean, I can never get enough um, personally, I hope they do a lot with the Lego series and Star Wars for many years to come. Like, I think the Mandalorian would be super cool to see. Um, but for now, us getting this, I'm excited about it. They, I did you one of you say last time the the Lego figures actually voiced now? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, they've been voiced for a while, they've been voiced they, since the uh episode seven game. I, I uh, no, since before that. Oh, that that's think, the uh, only other one I've ever played so. Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure they've been voiced since, uh, I want to say Lego Batman 2. You're right. Nope. Yep, I have played that one, and you're entirely right. You're, uh, was it 2? was on the 360. It was, it was either 2 or 3 that had voices. I don't remember which one. I don't know. One of them. So, um, anyway, last yeah, they've, they've been voice acted for a while. Last Lego game I played was the Harry Potter collection, so I had no idea. Um, so that's a little weird to me, but I mean, I'll accept it, especially if it's done well enough. But... I mean, it kind of snuck its way in there for me. It's definitely above the other two that I mentioned uh, thus far, but it's not above the next two that I'll mention after this. But it's it's up there, man. It's the third most anticipated game for me on my list, at least. I mean, between everyone, there's some uh, mixed matching going on there mm-hmm. that I would peg over this. But from my list, it's pretty up there. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I think it uh, proposes some maybe... Uh, no hit possibilities if I wanted to do a challenge run of that. I don't know. We'll see um, whenever it does come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy the Lego games, so uh, I might check this one out. The My only problem is it's Star Wars, and I've played Lego. I know that they're, like, remaking these mm-hmm. or whatever, but, like, I've played fucking Lego Star Wars for, God, it feels like since the PS2. I haven't, and that's what's exciting. Yeah. Ah, so fair enough. Fair enough. I think me and David, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like uh, maybe a year ago, me and David did an entire like co-op run through of it. It's a, but uh, other, I think before that, it's been a hot minute since I've touched the Lego Star Wars games. I remember buying 
I remember buying seven and then never playing it. I bought it digitally because it was on sale, like the gold edition, and then I never fucking touched it. I don't think I don't even mm-hmm. think I fucking downloaded it. Fair enough. But I'm super as a parent. Um, I'm super stoked for Lego Star Wars because Josie is kind of at that age where she's starting to get into stuff like that. So I feel like that would be a cool game for us to do like some couch co-op shit with and kind of like help her get into video games as a whole. I feel like that'll be a cool little entry point. Awesome. Super stoked. All right. Uh, My next game is Death Loop. Now, this one has a confirmed launch date of May. Where is it? Oh, my God. I just had it. May 21st. There we go. Um, So this is coming from Arcane, who is the studio behind Prey and Dishonored. And I am really excited about this game. So uh, this is supposed to be a PS5 exclusive for a year. Um, and that means I've got to be, get a PS five. Um, yeah, it, so the whole game is built around the concept of time loops. Obviously you play a guy who is tasked with hunting down eight, uh, specific targets within 24 hours. Or, um, if he doesn't, he, the time loop restarts, or if he gets killed in the process, the time loop restarts. Um, so I am really fucking stoked about this game because it, I don't think it's going to be a roguelike, but it kind of has that sort of property about it, or at least from what I've seen the, in the trailers, mm-hmm. but it looks to me more like a sandbox, like dishonored sort of like, uh, I don't want to say puzzle, but like where like you have to figure out, how to do it with the powers that you have at your disposal and the, and the gun that you have at your disposal, what have you. Um, that's one of my favorite things about dishonored two specifically, because I felt like the, the powers in dishonored two were like just really varied and cool. Um, but it allowed me to kind of go into each situation any way that I wanted to. And it really fucking looks like, death loop is going to be the same sort of thing where like, you know, you have this objective, get to it. However you feel like is the best way to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man, the trailers for this have looked fucking wonderful and I, I genuinely can't wait. Uh, this is one of my, I mean, obviously it's in my top five most anticipated games, but like, this is near the top. I'm really fucking stoked for this game. Oh, yeah. It looks different. That's what I like. Again, Bethesda's doing great. They're adding to their repertoire of things that they just have at their disposal. This is another universe. I get heavy, dishonored vibes from it, but it looks completely new. Um, and the gameplay looks so, so smooth. Uh, I mean, it looks fluid. And there just looks like so many different options and routes that you could go with it. Um, I'm excited. I I know I won't get a chance to play it hands-on this year, probably. Um, I doubt we'll get a PS5, truly. there's. I mean, I wanted to get one for Sabrina, but, I mean, she's in no rush either. So we'll see. But just the possibility of getting to watch this game sometime this year, that excites me because it just looks like a good time. Again, Bethesda's doing something great this year with Deathloop. 
Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I have actually never seen uh, anything about that game, so I cannot speak on it. Really? Yeah. No. You should go check out the trailers because, dude, they are really fucking... Yeah, especially if you're getting a PS5, I'd say it would... I mean, I would assume it would drive that ball a little harder if you mm-hmm. were like... Um, that's just another reason to get it. I mean, it looks fantastic. Yeah. It looks like a it looks like a good time. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It just looks like a nice. I'm not going to say laid back because that's not it at all. I mean, it's going to be fast paced action or whatever, but it just looks like a good time. Like Dishonored is. It's like a Bethesda game. I mean, you're going to have a good time with it. But this looks like a new formula that I've not really mm-hmm. seen before. Um, I'll try. So I don't know. Yeah, it flew under the radar for me for a while, but. The more I started hearing about it, especially from people at work, I mean, the more I checked out and I was like, wow, this looks like something kind of neat. And here we are. For sure. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Sounds cool. Cool. Um, Austin, am I to assume that Halo Infinite is your next pick? You are, because it definitely is Halo Infinite. Um, <laughs> I, dude, I think it's crazy that. what three of the five games that I'm anticipating this year are solely based on nostalgia. And that's fucking weird. But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Halo infinite. It's literally nostalgia. I, uh, uh, the very first Halo game was one of the very first video games that I ever personally got. Um, I think the first video game I ever got was, uh, Pokemon yellow and, a and a game boy advance. Um, and then it was, and I, I, Christmas morning when I was in like second grade, I got an original Xbox, uh, the very first Halo and funny for whatever fucking reason, Bionicle. Do you guys remember that shit? I do. God damn. That game sucked. (laughs) Fucking shit. That game was bad. I bought it on GameCube recently and I was like, fuck, this game was bad. Knowing it was bad. You bought it. (laughs) <laughs> well, because I hadn't played it since I was a kid, and I was like, uh, maybe there's some nostalgia there. Maybe, maybe you know, I'm older now. It'll be more fun. No, I, I actually fucking hated it worse than I did when I was a kid. How um, much was it, oh, dude? I think I paid like two bucks for it. Okay, well, you could have bought fucking pocket change. You could have bought Josie like a McChicken with that. I'm gonna pretend you didn't just say that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore that and keep going. Um. But uh, yeah, Halo Infinite, I thought it didn't look that great when they showed it off a couple months ago. Um, I definitely don't think it looked bad, but it didn't look like, you know, mind-blowingly fantastic. Uh, Thankfully, they have delayed it to hopefully make it better. Um, I'm still kind of hoping they cancel the Xbox One version and make it a Series X and PC only. Um, I think that would be the way to go to make sure that it's the best that it could possibly be. But we'll fucking see. It's Microsoft, so, you know, money. They're probably going to take every chance they get to milk that game for what it's fucking worth. And if that means putting it on the Xbox One, then they'll fucking do it. But, um, yeah, I'm super stoked for it. I love Halo. I actually just finished playing through Reach the other day and forgot how much I fucking loved Reach campaign, Reach's campaign. Reach has got, I think, the second best campaign. Really? What do you think is the first? Or, no, sorry. Sorry. It's got the best campaign. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite. Holy shit. Yeah, it's yeah. by far my favorite in the whole fucking thing. I got to fucking love Reach. But um, I again, it's one of those things where it's like, even if it's available, like, like I have a PC, so I know when it comes out, I can play it. 
but I'm not going to play it until I can get a Series X and play it on the X because I just feel like that's what Halo is meant to be played on as I finish playing Reach on my PC. So I kind of just contradicted myself, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I'm stoked. Hopefully I'll have an Xbox by then. I doubt it, but hopefully. I wish I could get excited for Halo like I could back in the day, but I just can't. I um, after, yeah, after Reach, I fell off, man. Um, loved it as, I would say, like a kid slash teenager growing up. I love playing Halo. That was my multiplayer game of choice outside of Call of Duty. Of course, I still dabbled, but Halo was the one I played competitively and I kept coming back to. But after Bungie left, I just could not get behind the games that they were releasing. Um, yeah. And even when they showed Halo Infinite, I was like, okay. It's Halo. I don't know what's changed or changing, but it's not enough to entice me. And I hate saying that. Like, I'll give it a chance. I think um, I, I I feel like it deserves that, but I'm just not like it didn't even come top 10 most anticipated this year for me, probably. Hmm. Yeah, that's understandable. I as stupid as this might sound, I'm actually not excited for the campaign because I I'm not imagining it's going to be very fucking good. Um, just because I think four and five were both disasters. Um, I'm kind of just here for the multiplayer. I fucking love Halo's multiplayer. I love it so much. Yeah, that's something that I guess you could be excited for because if they do it right, I mean it'll mm. it'll it'll be a nice uh, breath of fresh air. I I know I've heard people say that they you know halo 4 is the best multiplayer and i completely fucking disagree no 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 i think i think 4's multiplayer literally felt the least like halo out of every fucking halo game i agree e- even 5 felt more like ha- fucking halo than 4 did which is- <sighs> there's just some i maybe it was like the whole loadout thing i don't know there was just something about it, it that it, it felt it felt like cod in space and i fucking hated that i hated literally every second of that um, Reach, honestly, Reach is my favorite campaign and multiplayer. I think Reach's multiplayer was really fucking cool. It was really fun. Um, and I think that had to do with at the time that was the first Halo game that you had that kind of custom, that kind of personal customization. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if either one of you guys know this. If anyone fucking knows how to unlock Reach armor parts and Master Chief collection, please fucking tell me because I can't figure that shit out. I don't know how to fuck how the fuck to do that. <clears throat> I saw where somebody was like, oh, you have to get season points. And I'm like, well, that that's fine. I have a lot of them, but none of them are fucking reach armor options. They're all weapon and vehicle skins. So what the fuck? But and off of that soapbox. Um, yeah, super stoked. I'll play it eventually one day whenever I have a Series X. I'm honestly, if if uh, uh, big, if the big daddy government sends out another STEMI, um, if they do the 2000 STEMI, what is it? What is it supposed to be like 2000 per person and then like 600 per dependent? Does anyone know? I have no idea. I think that's what I read. Um, and if that's I the claim case, a dog, no, I don't think so. Damn. Well, they depend on me. That is true. <sighs> yeah, you're right. I'll look into it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, honestly, if, if we get the stimulus, because like I still have all the money from our last stimulus. Like I really didn't die. I really didn't fucking. I think I used it to catch up on some uh, credit card payments that I let kind of slack from just not paying attention or just honestly forgetting that they were there. Um, 
But uh, with that stimmy comes in, I'm going to wait for GameStop to put the bundles up and I'm just going to buy one bundle of both, honestly, and just sell all the extra shit that I'm not going to play. Like, I think the last bundle they did was fucking 2K. I'm not going to fucking play that. And I'm sure I could sell that to a 14 year old for 60 bucks anyway. So I'm probably just going to do that and then hopefully I can have both. But um, huh? yeah, Halo Infinite sounds cool. I'm sure the campaign's going to be fucking garbage, but because that's kind of what three four three does now. Uh, I don't know. They they got Joseph uh, Stratton Staten. I don't remember his how to say his last name. Yeah, that's the only redeeming thing about it. That's the only thing so, that's got me kind of like eh, maybe maybe it'll be good. Maybe I'm kind of going to I'm probably going to wait for people who I know are going to play the campaign to tell me it's good before I play it before I waste my time on it, honestly. Fair enough. Um, Speaking of campaign. Yeah. uh, So Overwatch 2 is my next two most anticipated game of the year. Um, It should be coming out this year. BlizzCon happens next month, I believe. And they're going to talk about it more there and we're going to find out. But Overwatch 2 is just like a big update for the just the initial Overwatch. And that's what I like. They're not trying to change the formula too much, but what they are doing is adding a story mode. And that's pretty cool from the Overwatch standpoint because Overwatch has some awesome lore. If you have never seen the shorts that uh, Overwatch or Blizzard, whoever puts out on their YouTube channel, I sincerely recommend it because most of them are pretty heartfelt. Um, other ones are just super fucking awesome. Um, they're just a good watch. Uh, and that's, that's going to be cool to see where they go in terms of the, uh, the story, because there's a lot that they have already built that they can expand upon. And that's the exciting part. Um, I don't think they're going to change the multiplayer. If I had to guess, they're not really going to change the multiplayer up too much. Maybe with the launch, we'll get another few extra uh, heroes off the bat, but even that is something I doubt. I'm not sure, uh, but we'll find out next month when they talk about it a little more at their show. However they're doing it, I'm not entirely sure, um, but it's it's imminent. It's on the horizon at some point, hopefully this year. I'm pretty sure it is. If not, this this is awkward because this is on my 2021 list, but hopefully I'm not disappointed. Uh, we'll see. I am super fucking stoked for Overwatch 2. I love the first one. And I'm ex. I fucking hate. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really like the fucking story things that they do. Um, in Overwatch, like the the Halloween like little campaign uh, co op thing that they do, I don't really fucking care for those. So hopefully the campaign and this will be really cool because I feel like that's kind of the big selling point of it. So hopefully that'll be neat. Yeah, I really like uh, the lore in Overwatch mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I I'm not in anticipating this one all that much, but I think that's just because I've been out of Overwatch for so long, and I need to try to get back into it. I feel that. Um, I'm a little confused about what like how they're supposed to be doing it because uh, if I remember correctly, like you're supposed to like be able to just play the old one if you want to, and it's still compatible. But like this is a separate game. I don't know how all that's going to work, but uh, I want to get back into the world, so I'll I'll definitely look into this when it comes back out. Oh yeah, 
Yep, we'll find out soon. Hopefully. When is BlizzCon? Next month sometime, but I forget the actual date. I'll check it out while Josh is talking about his thing. Okay. Cool. Um, well, my last one is, of course, Far Cry 6. Uh, so this one was originally slated for February and got pushed back and, uh, they don't have a definitive date on it yet, but there was a, uh, listing the other day on the Microsoft store that said the release date was May 25th. So that might be the new date that it's moved to. Um, this is another one that we don't know a whole lot about, but it, oh, excuse me. Um, it has Giancarlo Esposito as the bad guy, and that is enough for me. Um, the fact that they have moved it back to a sort of like Cuba uh, or, well, I mean, it, it's sort of like Cuba, but I, I mean to say like a, a more like um, uh, tropical environment uh makes me excited because three is by far my favorite and three had the tropical sort of climate um so i am excited about this because it's just more far cry honestly and uh yeah i really cannot fucking wait for this one the trailers have looked great and i'm sure it's going to be nothing but but great oh yeah yeah and giancarlo esposito sold it for me um I'm excited to see where the where the story goes because that trailer that we got by itself was fantastic. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I have not played a Far Cry game besides Far Cry Five, and I apparently that's heresy to some people. Um, but I'll pick this one up. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll like it. I hope so. I love Five. Honestly, I think Five was really good but I don't have any previous knowledge of other Far Cry games to compare it to. They're good, man. I, I really like them. Oh, yeah. Um, to answer the prior question, BlizzCon is happening February 19th and 20th. Oh, okay, cool. So maybe we'll get some, some juicy deets then. Hopefully. All right. Um... I guess that leaves Did you want to survive for you? Yes, it does. Uh tell me about it. I am super excited for Digimon Survive even though I'm kind of convinced that it's just fucking canceled and they haven't told us that yet. Um the it was announced back in 2018 was supposed to come out in 2019. Uh then 2019 rolled around and everybody was like, "Hey, when's Digimon Survive coming out?" and they're like, "Oh shit, we're actually going to release it summer of 2020." And then COVID fucking happened and they're like, "Oh, it's I mean, by November, they were still saying, oh, it's coming in 2020. Like, sir, it's November 15th. What do you mean it's still coming in 2020? And then (laughs) it just never fucking happened. And they announced the week of Christmas. They were like, hey, we fucking promise it's going to come in 2021. We promise. Hmm. And so I don't know. I'm really fucking scared that this game is canceled because I think it was a really cool idea. Um, it's pretty much just Digimon with like the, uh, fire emblem style combat, like the, uh, uh, turn-based strategy and, uh, choices are going to be a big fucking factor. The, uh, it's cool that it's going to have permadeath, but I'm also kind of worried about like how that works. Um, did I, I, I actually turned permadeath off in fire emblem, like a filthy fucking casual. 
Uh, I just didn't want to deal with that shit. That sounded awful. But uh, so I might turn it off here, too. But um, uh, apparently choices are going to be a big deal. Consider like every Digimon uh, pretty much has like three or four different like evolution lines it can take. And the choices you make in and out of battle um, determine which line the, uh, your Digimon is going to digivolve into. And then every time it evolves, it still has, you know, three or four other options it can go into. So there's so many different uh, intersecting lines. And I'm really fucking curious to see how quickly a guide for the specific uh, final Digimon that you want is going to come up on the Internet once that game comes out. I'm sure it's going to take a hot fucking second. But uh, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I, it sounds very different from some of the Digimon games we've gotten before. Uh, most Digimon games are uh, typically turn based, uh, almost Pokemon styled, like with random encounters and shit like that. So we'll see. Um I'm stoked for it. I, like I said, I'm kind of convinced it's not happening anymore. Uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks or months or days or years, we'll get confirmation that it's actually coming. So it's supposed to come out this year. We just don't know when yet. Mm. Well, we, sh we shall see. We shall see. Uh, all right. Dylan, we're down to your last one. Go ahead and tell us about the one, the only Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I think everyone should know by now. I'm not only a fisherman, but I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, and this is the first time that we are going to get to experience the hot, the 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 wizarding world in this regard. I was going to say Harry Potter, but I think we need to stop calling it that. Quite honestly. Um, it is the wizarding world now. It goes beyond Harry Potter because we're going back by about well over a hundred years. I mean, we're going back into the 1880s and we're going to get to explore Hogwarts an older, at an older time. And that's an older time before even Dumbledore and Voldemort and Grindelwald. Like we're going back to not the beginning, but just an older time in the wizarding world. And that's something that's exciting for me. Uh, the gameplay looks beautiful. Like it looks like it takes place outside of Hogwarts even, which is super fun. Um, and it just looks like we're going to get to have a hands-on experience that we've not had before. And that's what we need now more than ever, because I don't feel like we need more movies exploring the world we already know, or even more books expanding on the stories. I feel like we need something more immersive than that. And this is a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I am fucking stoked. Um, I am probably not as big of a Harry Potter fan as you are. Uh, but I love that world and I really am excited to have something in that world that isn't related to Harry, Ron, Hermione, Voldemort, that sort of thing. Um, and the fact that it's, I, they say it's open world, but it takes place in Hogwarts, right? So like, obviously you'll be within the grounds. So like, I'm, I'm excited to be able to like explore the school mm -hmm. and, and shit like that. Um, Hopefully Hogsmeade's in there, you know, whatever. Um, all those places. So Is it? Yeah. I am fucking stoked. Does it make me a poser if I want to try the game out even though I'm not a fan of Harry Potter? Um no. I don't think so. I think this is a good if you're not a fan of Harry Potter, that's fine. This might be what brings you into the universe, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, I, I try and say this to 
break the medium, it's not just about Harry Potter, really. There's stories that happen beyond that. And I think this might be a good place for some people to start. And in in my defense, uh, that's not me saying I fucking hate Harry Potter. I have honestly never seen any of the movies or read the books except for the very first movie. That's all I've ever seen. Um, it's it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I didn't necessarily care enough to keep going. Yeah, and I'll say the first movie, I mean, for what it was, it's great. I love it, of course. But those later movies get so much darker. Um, you'd probably like the later movies a lot more just because yeah. as, as the trio grows up, the movies, too, grow with them in a sense. So it's pretty cool to see that transition. But... For someone who didn't really watch the movies or read the book or keep up with the the world outside of that, um, even expanding over, good, like, this should be a good entry point, right? Yeah, I would think this is this is the walk through the door that maybe you'll need, and you can explore and get to find out what Hogwarts is really about, mm. because it goes further than that trio of kids we followed for however many years, and it goes further than Voldemort or Grindelwald, the two villains that we really know and you know all those yeah. characters this is going to break outside of that this is a new story that's not been touched on this is a premise that we've not seen before and i think it, it, if, it's an rpg right yes okay. and i think with them doing this this is going to finally give us something new to build off of this is the foundation for what is to come and that's why it's so exciting yeah Hell yeah. Um, now, this might be a dumb question. Uh, is it going to be a PlayStation exclusive? Uh, no. no. Okay. I just, I, I felt like I remembered them showing the trailer in like the PlayStation. Uh, they did show it on the PlayStation event. They did. Okay. That's where it was um, I didn't initially debuted. I didn't know if it was going to be an exclusive or not. No, thank God. Like, I will be able to play this on PC. So that's. Okay, cool. It's a huge blessing. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I should have thought about that, because I guess if it wasn't going to be playable on PC, you probably wouldn't have been excited about it. Yeah, I would have been excited, but equally devastated. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I, I saw the, I watched the thing, and I, I've seen a couple other videos on it, and it definitely looks interesting. I'm, I love RPGs, and I do kind of enjoy the whole wizard, like, magic aspect of things. Um, I just, I don't know why I just couldn't get into, into the movies. Maybe I was too young when I tried to watch them. I feel like that might've been a part of the problem because I've never watched them as an adult. Yeah. So. I think it's a, it could be a good experience. How old is, uh, your oldest? Uh, four. Okay. Well, never mind. Let's wait. <laughs> he said, let's hold off a little bit. Yeah. Just wait a little bit. But even for you and Madison, does Madison like it? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. think we've ever talked about it. I don't know. I don't know. Just something to maybe dabble in. But if you don't like it, maybe you'll at least like the game. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely check it out. Cool. Well, that was our most anticipated games of 2021. Um, <laughs> what? I just saw my text got enlarged at some oh, point. Yeah. I didn't. You're, you're, you're welcome. Uh why don't we get into what we've been playing? I'll go ahead and I'll start uh, with the one that I have spent the least amount of time with since we last recorded. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Oh. Um, yeah. So, uh, I am very little amount of time in. That is not a real sentence. Um, 
I don't understand what everyone is so upset about, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Oh, you can't uh, say that after playing the game two months later. Well, I mean, that's... And you're also playing uh, it on a Series well, X, fair, what, I, uh, Okay, well, can I get to my point, you fucks? Uh, so, while fair... The big patches that are supposed to fix anything, or like fix quote unquote everything, have not happened yet. Mm-hmm. We've only had hot fixes, which have helped with stuff like textures and and stuff like that. Like we haven't had the big patch that is stopping all the glitches. Yeah, I haven't noticed anything. Um, now, with that said, I was told that the first couple hours are pretty fucking smooth. Um, so I wasn't going to ex- experience a whole lot of them. So, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe I just haven't seen them because they polished the fuck out of the first, like two or three. How hours. far have you made it into the game? Uh, I got to the point where you are doing the mission for, uh, what's her name? Claire, maybe. <laughs> Um, Claire, the 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 girl, the woman who um, who takes you to see Judy, and you learn about brain gotcha. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on. I'm currently on that mission. Okay. Um, I mean, the city's opened up enough for you to where, I mean, any available glitch or bug is going to happen. Um, so that's at least a part of it. But they have fixed a substantial amount. Um, for them being hot fixes or not, the game was an ungodly hot mess. But mm-hmm. before I weigh in on it, I'm just going to let you keep going. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have enough to to say. I mean, much about anything. I, I do think it's weird because I was talking to you guys and I talked to a couple guys in one of the discords, uh, and I. I kind of have a problem with the fact that like you have this RPG sort of like backstory thing that you pick at the beginning when you're making your character, whatever that kind of doesn't do anything other than maybe give you a few extra dialogue options and put you at a different starting point. But mm-hmm. otherwise just kind of throws you in and then you all start at the same exact spot. I think like, that's a huge problem understand. that they did because like you said, there's dialogue. That's it. There's a different starting point in the story. That's it. But like, you would think that it could have given you some kind of bonuses too. like, yeah, yeah. So anything sort of bonus or like even just taking you through a different path to get to like where you meet, uh, Johnny Silverhands, which I haven't met yet, but I, I'm, I, it's, it's a ways in this mission. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so like, but the thing from what I understand is like, if you start out with Corpo, like, yeah, you're a corporate guy, your day job, whatever. And then you just decide to take this mission with, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, God, Jackie on his name, Jackie. Yeah. yeah. So you just decide to do that. Uh, Or if you start out as a street kid, you start out as like in night city and then you take a job with Jackie. And then if you're nomad, which is the path that I went, you're out in the desert on your way to night city to meet up with Jackie to do a job. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, it literally doesn't fucking matter what you pick. It doesn't fucking matter like Mm -hmm. at all. And I know I was reading reports that like the devs are kind of unhappy about like some of the content was cut and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I mean, I obviously I'm not able to verify that. I don't fucking work it in the industry yeah. or anything like that. But like, if that's true, like fuck, man. Like, what what were you guys doing for what thirteen years? Yeah. This game was te- uh, like teased in two thousand seven or some shit like that. I think. Yeah, I don't know what um, was cut, but what was left to me was an empty feeling world. Like I will say the story is fantastic, at least up to the point that I've played, but those side quests are fucking forgettable and half of them are just repetition. Um, and it super sucks. Now I will say a lot of the side missions are like the Witcher. Like you have to look on your map and find the little icon that symbol, you know, that signifies a side mission, then go to that and do it. You don't get them any other way. Like you get little contractor jobs or whatever. That's fine. But to truly find the actual side missions, you have to look on the map. And even by doing the plethora that I've done, not really any of them has stuck with me. That's what I hate. There's no depth. There's a fantastic story, and the world is giant and booming, and it feels alive. But at the same time, it leaves me with this hollow pit that I don't have what I feel like I should have had coming from this game. Yeah, uh, I don't know anything about the side quest because i like i said i haven't gotten far enough but so far i i like the characters that i have met um and i i hear that there are more that i am going to fall in love with like i i keep hearing great things about pan am oh well um, the thing you're hearing about pan am is that she has a fat ass uh i i've heard that she's actually like a really great she is she's probably one of my favorites in the game i think that's something that you touched on that's great because that's something they did really well and that was building these characters that you truly seemingly have a relationship with it it gets you connected i think one of my favorite characters in that game is jackie i feel like he feels like your brother and i love that um yeah, I like Jackie. A lot. Yeah, Jackie is fantastic. I love Judy. I love Pan Am. I love Johnny. I I love some of the contractors that you meet. I love them all. I feel like they did a great job with that. And again, that's why I love the story so much. It's because you're watching these events unfold with the characters that you love. That's something they did exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. But then the other game the other side of it, it starts to branch out a little more and it's like, well, where's that same immersion and depth with the rest of it? And that's my biggest issue that I have with it, unfortunately. Yeah. Even over the bugs. Yeah. I mean, I can deal with bugs. I've never been one to complain about it. Like I had some issues with performance when it first came out. I've, but I, I'll take the bug as a joke. I'll laugh. Like, I mean, it's the same thing with all the Assassin's Creed games, right? Like you got to laugh at them. I mean, the devs yeah. are going to fix them. There's no sense in threatening the devs or anything like that. It's ridiculous. Just take them as they come. Yes, the game came out unpolished. I get that. But you got what you got. You can't fix it. But they can, and they're working on it type of thing. Um, yeah. yeah. So to me, it was coming from The Witcher 3, being a huge fan of CD Projekt Red, and I still am. Um, I was I was left disappointed, and I don't think it's the developer's fault. Mm-hmm. truly now the lack of side content that's memorable could be on them but who knows what they could have done with a little more time that's that's my biggest issue yeah i i definitely think that the game should have had a little bit more time mm-hmm. not only for the bug issues but like just to like I, I don't know like i feel like the devs should have like put their foot down with management and been like listen we need 
some of this content that's cut, we we need to keep it in the game. Otherwise, it, it like it's redundant. Yeah. Thing. Um, but I don't know. I'll have some more thoughts on it as I play more. Uh, but so far, I've enjoyed what I've played. Like I said, I've liked all the characters. The um, I like the sort of uh, the brain dancing sequence where I was learning that yep. uh, was was pretty fucking cool. I like that idea. Um, and I, I really like the way that the city looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with it, obviously, but like I, from a aesthetic, I like it. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know more what you think. I am playing it like an hour here and there when I can. Yeah. Um, I will say the traversability in the city, it's try climbing more. You'll be surprised what you find, um, especially like weapons and stuff like for it being the kind of game that it is that you can climb surprisingly well. And especially, you know, later perks in the game, like when you're going to the Ripper docks or whatever, like you can eventually get a charge jump and you can eventually get a double jump. You can choose between the two. So that'll help traversability as well. And it, it'll open up a lot of doors. So the the city is alive. It's yours to explore. So that is another good thing that they did about it. Um, but I'm curious to see what you have to say maybe next week when we do the next podcast. Um, before yeah. we move on, I'm going to put my two cents in on Cyberpunk real quick. Um, from somebody who played on last-gen consoles, uh, I don't think the game is as bad on last-gen consoles as people are making it out to be. Um, it's definitely noticeably worse, um, but... To me, it definitely didn't feel unplayable. Uh, my issue with the game goes back to kind of what both of you have said. I It's not that the game was unplayable. It's just the entire time I'm playing the game, I'm like, why? Like, why should I play this? Why should I be invested in this? Like, I, this is a very empty fucking game to me. Um, now, I did notice, especially in like larger firefights, um, uh, my frame rates dropped so fucking low that I, I felt like the game just froze for like a solid five to 10 seconds. Um, it just, it wasn't able. I'm also not even playing on a pro I'm playing on a fucking PS4 slip. So I, maybe that has something to do with it. Um, maybe I'm just playing on hardware that just really was not meant for this fucking game. Um, but it, it, I ultimately, I took the refund from Sony because it was not an enjoyable experience for me at all. Um, and I definitely don't think that's all on the devs. I, the only thing that I have an issue with as far as the devs go is just, I, they, I, there should have been more. I agree with some, with some, what some of the people on like Reddit and Twitter are saying. I think that there definitely should have been a more in-depth look on how these games run on the PS4 and Xbox one, as opposed mm-hmm. to just PC series X and PS5. Um, I think that people who are still playing on those last gen consoles, which let's be fucking honest, most of most people still are. Um, I think people who are playing on those last gen consoles should have had a better understanding of what they were purchasing before they bought it. Yeah, for sure. Like the uh, like I uh, beat him ups actually did his cyberpunk, his cyberpunk review, and it ended up being like an hour long. And um like one of the things that he brought up, I don't know if this is the case because I, I doubt I've made it that far in the game to where I could even get to that point or to unlock a perk that would let me do it or whatever. But like he brought up the fact there was a trailer that very specifically 
uh, showed your character like running up and like running alongside the wall and then jumping off and like stabbing somebody in the back of the throat. And he was like, you can't do that. Like, that's not even it's not even an optionable thing in the game for you to be able to fucking do. So why it was in a trailer like gameplay trailer? I have no fucking clue. Like, I don't understand their thought process on that. Like, if stuff was going to get cut, that's fine. You you should have let people know beforehand saying, hey, what was in this most recent gameplay trailer will not be in the final product that we've decided that that should be cut. He was like, there should have been some type of warning for this game that just was not fucking there. And I think that's the biggest problem with the game in general. For sure. And that's my my hot take. Alrighty. Uh, well, tell me your hot take on uh, Personification 5 Royale. Is that what I put? Nope, that's what Dylan fucked with. Okay. Damn it, Dylan. <laughs> um, yeah, I had much more time over the weekend to uh, dive into Persona 5. I uh, Something in my brain was like, play Horizon. Like, you really need to play Horizon. And I was like, mm. and I, I remember Friday night, like I couldn't decide what to play. Um, also, I had taken a much larger dose of medicine than usual, and I feel like that had a lot to do with it. Um, so I just pulled up my phone and I put in, uh, I pulled up a, uh, like a, like a roulette wheel and I put God of War, Horizon, The Last of Us and Persona 5 on the roulette wheel and let it spin. Whatever it picked is what I was going to play for the whole weekend. And it landed on Persona 5. Uh, after this weekend, I am about 18 hours deep into Persona 5, and I fucking adore this game. I absolutely fucking adore this game. I it's for it's just such a unique take on the whole turn-based RPG system. To me, it feels unique. It's unlike any other RPG that I or JRPG that I've specifically played. But I just I can't get enough of this fucking game, dude. Like I'm itching to get off this fucking podcast and go play more before I have to go to sleep. Um, the, the fact of like, I didn't know going into it that it had the whole, um, cause this, this is my first persona game. I've never played another persona game before this one. And I didn't know about the whole, like, uh, almost capture quote unquote capture system that like you could just fight shadows and then capture them and use them as personas. Like it almost has this kind of like Pokemon esque feel to it. And I just fucking love it. I adore the shit out of that fucking game. And if you have a PS4 and you like JRPGs and you've never fucking played it, I don't know what you're doing because that shit is fucking phenomenal. Honestly, especially if you were able to get a PS5, because I'm pretty sure the um, original release of Persona 5 is offered in that PlayStation Generations thing. Or whatever the fucking they call it, what, like the Generation Collection or something like that? Um... I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I'm blanking right now. Like, if, if you picked up a 5 and you like that kind of shit, you have no reason not to fucking play that game. But uh, I'm I'm super stoked to put more time into it and finish it. I looked up a review of the game, like, when I bought it to see what I was getting myself into. And then I saw that, like, the game is, like, 100 hours long. I don't know how accurate that is. I don't know if that was an exaggeration. I know you played 5, uh, so... Uh, no, yeah, it's it's fucking long, buddy. You're in for a long, long ride. I uh, I felt like a dirty casual because I was trying to play the game on normal, and I got into the first palace, the uh, the uh, Kamashita's castle, mm-hmm. and 
I, I, per, I don't know if I was able to leave the castle or not. Cause I got to the part where I was looking for the treasure. Like I had already gone there like three or four times and I was looking specifically for the treasure. I got to like the very last area of the map and I was getting beaten the fuck out of so bad that after every battle, everyone in my party was at one, one HP and I had no fucking healing items. And I couldn't, I like, I didn't know if I could leave the fucking uh, palace or not. I didn't know if that was an option. Uh, and I actually still don't. I meant to look it up, and I didn't. Um, but I, I fucking caved, and I turned that shit on safe mode. I was like, dude, I, I can't. Because I was literally, like, I would get right to right to where I'd get the treasure, and there's, like, that one big uh, enemy fight right before you grab, you get to the room that has the treasure, and I fucking died every time. And I, I'm pretty sure it was, like, seven or eight times I died to that that specific enemy before I turned that shit on safe mode. I was like, fuck this. I am literally so sick of doing the same thing for the last four and a half fucking hours. And I finally turned it on safe mode and finished it. Now I guess I'm just going to play through the rest of the game on safe mode like a casual. Yeah, filthy fucking casual. Yeah, that game was fucking, that game had some difficulty for it, for, for a fucking normal setting. I don't know if that was just me. Like, I'm, uh, I'm super into JRPGs, so I definitely don't think it was just fucking me. But I, I don't know. I, I did read somewhere that Persona 5 Royal is actually, even on every setting, is significantly more difficult than the original Persona 5. Maybe they did that as a thing for to like kind of entice people to play it, even though they've already played 5. But I don't know. That, that shit was fucking hard. It was hard right out of the fucking gate. And I had to turn that bitch on safe mode. But I'm super excited to play more of it. Cool. Um, well, Dylan, what the fuck is DSR? <laughs> I was all about the uh, acronyms. This podcast, I about said stream. Um, Dark Souls Remastered. Dark Souls Remastered. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yep. So that's been my calm game, believe it or not. And that's some fucking shit, isn't it? That doesn't make any I sense at all. Fucking pull my hair out if that was my calm. Mm, yeah, it's it's Honestly. been fine. Um, I never cared for Dark Souls or Dark Souls Two. Um, that just mm-hmm. wasn't my thing. I played it on its initial release, and something about them both I could not get into. I wasn't a fan, and up until Dark Souls Three. I never was, nor would I be, is what I thought. Um, But when I played Dark Souls 3, it kind of changed my perspective on all of it. I still didn't really want to go back and play Dark Souls 1 or 2, but I could watch a stream of it, um, something like that. Um, But Dark Souls 3 is really where it was at for me. That got me to love the franchise as a whole and i kind of learned about the lore from dark souls 3 just you know doing my own research and stuff loved the bosses and everything about it so you know fast forward to this past year and i discovered challenge running and then i'm not challenge running this by the way um so i discovered challenge running and that kind of spawned a new love for the original games one and two because uh, people are still challenge running them to this day. And then like, it's a part of the bigger challenge runs leading up to even the newest game in the franchise, not franchise, but like the souls born Akira universe, Sekiro like that, that could goes into the challenge runs too. Um, so over the past couple weeks, I don't remember when I got it, but I added dark souls to the repertoire or to the repertoire <laughs> to the list of, uh, just things that I wanted to beat this year. And, 
I started delving into it after the Spyro runs. Like that's generally kind of what everyone wanted to see anyway. And I'm struggling with it. I'm not a great Souls player whatsoever. I just really like the game. Um, and that's really what I've been doing. It's just kind of making my way through a part of the game that I uh, I watch literally every day on stream. And it's much different playing it over watching it, even though I know the fastest routes and I know the bosses that are coming up in the enemies, it's just different. I mean, they make it look easy because they're so damn good at it, but it's, it's still not, I mean, I haven't struggled. I haven't raged. I mean, I've died a few times, but I mean, it's just been careless mistakes. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I'm very happy going back and playing it. I'm not, I'm still not looking forward to dark souls Two as much just because it carries its own burdens essentially, but um, I'll get there. But until then, it's just casually strolling through Dark Souls. At some point this year, I'll beat it, I'm sure. But right now, it's just kind of my chill game. I don't understand that mentality at all. <laughs> I don't, but I'm glad you're here for it. Yeah, but Souls games it. aren't like... They're, they're definitely not for everyone. They are not for everyone. I think that's the best way to put it. Like, you have to know what you're going into. Like, I know mm -hmm. at some point I'm going to make it almost to a bonfire and lose <laughs> all my souls, and then shit's going to happen. Like, like I mean, you just know just, what's going to happen. You're, yeah, Miyazaki's going to fuck you at some point, and you just got to take it. You just got to bend over and spread wide and go for it, huh? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, is it, but if you're prepared for it, it's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. I do want to pick up Demon Souls if I'm ever, if I'm able to cop a PS5. Telling me that's the only reason I want a PS5. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely want to try it and see what all the all the the hubbub is about because I I've never played a Souls game. I think I played a little bit of the first one, and it drove me fucking furious, and I never touched it again. Well, um. That's reasonable, I think. Um, here's uh, I'm gonna actually because we're we're running out of time uh, pretty quickly. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna combine my two uh, because they have been very relaxing and not hard at all. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is the first one I'll talk about uh, real quick um, because I have more to say about the other game. Uh, so Super Mario Odyssey, I picked up. I have not played this game since it first came out. Uh, I put about an hour or two in it when it launched. Um, this is a fucking good game, man. Uh, there's like, it's super charming. I love the characters. Well, I don't want to say characters because that makes it sound, but like, I love the mechanic with the hat and how the hats like relate into the story. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really, I just, I really genuinely just love that mechanic. Just throwing things and like turning into the, like, it's like Kirby, basically. Um, like, uh, the desert planet that I was just on, um, maybe like three or four days ago, uh, had a fuck ton of bullet bills and I would throw my hat and then like just ride around the desert as the bullet bill and shit. Um, there was actually one little instance where I threw it on a Goomba and like stacked the Goombas on top of each other. And I ran across and there was this little like female Goomba and she got excited because she could like, she was on a ledge 
And I guess you can't look down if you're a Goomba. I don't know. <laughs> and so as the stack, like I walked over and she got like really excited and stuff. And that's how I got a moon piece. Uh, but yeah, the game's just super charming. I, I really fucking like Mario. Um, and this one, this one's really good. I really like it. Oh yeah. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Austin. Yes. You're a shit stain. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. I really, really fucking like Immortals Phoenix Rising. You're welcome. Uh, It has not reached into my top five yet, I don't think. Um, Because I still still really, really fucking like uh, Ghost, Hades, Resident Evil 3. Um... I forget what the other t- Spider-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget what the other one is, but um, that's going to bother me. <laughs> oh God, that's really going to fucking bother me. Anyway, was it Final Fantasy? So, no, Final Fantasy was six or seven for me. Was it Last of Us? It, it was The Last of Us. I think number five was The Last of Us. Um, all right. So, anyway. Uh, it was the last of us. Yeah. This game is real fucking fun. Like, really fucking fun. I really, really dig the art style. Um, I, like I was telling you guys the other day, it's something that you don't see. Like, a lot of people are going, with the exception of Nintendo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of developers are going in the route of, like, realism. And it's very rare that you see something stylized in this way. And I fucking love it um it's very cartoony it's very uh, for lack of a better term it's very nintendo yeah um and i really respect that the game just kind of like lets you do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do uh like it obviously has the story path but you don't have to pay attention to that at all it just lets you loose in this world and once you've got all of like your uh, abilities, which you can gain within like probably the first two hours of play, just by doing, um, like b- doing stuff around that first island before you get to, uh, fuck the the second like little portion of it or whatever, um, you can basically go around and do whatever you want to, mm-hmm. um. There are some abilities that you will need for like puzzles uh, later on, but like the game just kind of like lets you go and it's like, here, do whatever the fuck it is that you want, learn whatever. And I just, I really respect that. That's one of the things that makes Breath of the Wild so fucking good. Um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm having a blast with it. Uh, I haven't genuinely, I haven't done a whole lot of story missions. I've spent. 12 and a half hours in the game and I've done maybe maybe four story missions uh basically I did whatever I needed to do to get to the the second part of like the whole island thing and then I went around to from there I went around and fat like unlocked so to speak like uh all of the the areas that I could unlock that's exactly what Um, I did too yeah, so I could see the whole map basically, mm-hmm. and then I did one mission where I unlocked the Phoenix, 
um, because I found out there was a puzzle that I was having like a really hard time with. And I was like, I don't fucking understand what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Uh, so I looked it up and there was like an ability that I needed. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I went and did the mission that gave me that ability, but that's about it. Since then, I have just played around in the world. I've done Tartarus vaults. I have done, um, like I'm trying to clear everything out a hundred percent. It's very checklisty. It's very Ubisoft. Uh, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm really fucking digging this game. Glad you're enjoying it. I fucking love it. I haven't played it in like three weeks, but I fucking love it. Yeah. I need to get pick it back it's, up and get on it. You, you you should. It's it's very good. It's very very good. Mm -hmm. Um, Austin, you've been playing a couple of shooters. Yeah, I have. I said earlier in the podcast I finished Halo Reach. Um, I was hoping tonight I'd be able to start uh, Halo 1. It's not going to happen, seeing it's how it's already 9 o'clock, and that's just not fucking happening. Um, but I've been trying, to, been trying to get back into Halo. I've been trying to build that nostalgia and build that hype back up uh, to get ready for Halo Infinite whenever uh, 343 decides to bless us with that. So I've just been doing that. I fucking love Reach. I still stand, like I, like we all pretty much said earlier in the fucking podcast, uh, Reach is by far the best fucking Halo campaign. It absolutely is. And I it's short. I kind of forgot how short it was, but I loved every fucking second of it. Um, I also noticed some stuff this playthrough that I didn't notice uh, playing it You know, years ago. I think the last time I might have played it was... Fuck, I think I was a junior in high school the last time I played it, so that was 2013, 2014, something like that. Mm. Um, but uh, like uh, in the the very, 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 very last thing you do when you, your objective is to literally get killed, um, I noticed running around that like it like I was trying to survive as I was like, fuck it, I'm going to see if I can survive as, as long as I can. Um I noticed there are like just random dead Spartans just like everywhere, all at your feet in that specific area. And I was like, why, why are they here? Why are there just dead Spartan bodies? Like literally a ton of them just scattered across that final area where you, uh, noble six makes his last stand. And I thought that was super fucking weird. Um, I also did some research on the lore and I didn't know that fucking, uh, uh, June survived. I didn't know that. I thought he died. Nope. I thought he's the one that got away. Yeah, he's the he's the one who uh, uh, canonically he's the one who actually recruited Buck from ODST into the Spartan program. So I didn't know that. That I thought that shit was fucking crazy. I could have sworn that's he he's the only one that survived, and that's kind of that's kind of sad. The the sniper guy that just kind of always hid in the back was the only one that survived. The rest of them got fucked. <laughs> I mean fucking I mean you're you're not wrong. Uh, let's see George blew himself to fucking hell which was badass and sad. Uh I, I think Cat honestly got the worst death out of all of them cuz she just oh, got sniped. I think so too. She just got skull fucked. Right in the skull. She yeah. she got the worst death out of all of them. Um uh what the captain just kind of rams a pelican into a fucking scarab and then yeah, Emil died like a fucking G. So he went down fucking mm -hmm. swinging. My man got stabbed and was still stabbing. 
So that was fucking cool. I, I forgot about that little cutscene that shows him literally get picked up by the head, stabbed in the chest, and then he still manages to uh, slice an elite's throat. I forgot yeah, about he's that. He's stabby stab. I also don't know how he sees out of that helmet. I don't get it. But uh, who knows? Yeah, just Halo Reach. I've been playing a little bit of Warzone, uh, trying to get better at PC. Uh, I still fucking suck ass. So there's that. Uh, I've been playing at least one or two games a day and I still fucking eat complete shit. Uh, just like I did on Xbox. I'm doing the same thing on PC, but actually worse. I'm doing worse on PC than I did on Xbox. So maybe I just need to get, uh, kind of back into the controls. I do think it's, I think the loadout system in Warzone is kind of fucking stupid. Uh, if you don't have modern warfare or cold war, (laughs) Because you literally just have to pick up random guns in Warzone and then like level level them up as you play Warzone, and that's just going to take a ridiculously long amount of time, as opposed to if you were able to just take the gun in multiplayer. So I really don't even get why that's a fucking option if you just have free Warzone, because it's pretty uh, to me. It's like it feels like an unachievable thing to even accomplish. So I think that's weird, but yeah, I still suck. I'd like to get better at it. Um, I'd like to feel comfortable like uh, streaming with my friends. I've I've got uh, I managed to sit down the other day and like get all my Twitch settings kind of ready to go. I've got my little uh, big Papa plays fucking watermark uh, edited in there and ready to go. I just I just got to find something I'm comfortable enough to stream and Warzone is just not fucking it. I don't feel like getting trashed on every fucking time I try to do that. So that's just not it. But hopefully one day, you know, you could try streaming what Spyro the dragon <laughs> I don't want to step on Dylan's toes he's doing such a good job I don't want to well you'd have to be there to know try to take away I am there you <laughs> fuck I never on, seen on, comments. on New Year's Eve I'm on New Year's Eve I watched that stream for like a solid 45 minutes that was 11 days ago 12 days ago actually all right well I still did it I appreciate right. you trying <laughs> all right well um, but I am streaming it every every day. At least giving it a couple tries today. I made it super far again. But it just sucks taking those those hits when you really don't expect them to come. And especially further into the game, like you are, like doing a no damage run really gives you an appreciation for everything all these challenge runners I watch go through. Um, the ones that do six games in a fucking row, and then if they take one hit, even if it's on the sixth game, they go right back to square one. Like, I can't even fathom doing that. Yeah. Um, but it also, doing these challenge runs gives you an insight into how these games work even more so than you had known previously playing the game. I mean, I grew up with Spyro and some of the stuff I've learned just simply from doing this run, whether it be from the speedrun community or dabbling um, myself, it's crazy. The stuff that you get to uncover and find and just learn about. And I'm applying that to my runs, but I mean, it's there. It's waiting on me. I'm comfortable with the entire run all the way up until the very end. It's just about not making mistakes or getting poor RNG. Um, sometimes it's out of your hands and that's okay. But with every day, I'm just one step closer to the end result and I'm excited for it. Oh yeah. I believe in you. Thank you. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully the one day I decide to watch will be the day that you get it. I hope man. I hope everyone's there. Hell yeah. 
the whole world, everyone in it. Yep. All at once. Uh, listen, we got one little special segment that has been added by one of the co-hosts before we get to our picks of the week. So Dylan, why don't you go ahead and take it away? So this is our first podcast of the year. Um, and even though it's a little later in January, I still think it holds true that we have enough time to establish kind of a new year's, not resolution, but we're going to call it a challenge. So my challenge for all of us is, and uh, you know, the number is variable. You can choose whatever number you want, but for myself, by the end of this year, I have a hard time sticking on a straight path when it comes to games. I always beeline to the next prettiest thing, or I'm back on something that nostalgia happens to throw my way, but I have a hard time sticking with the game. So by the end of 2021, my goal to myself and to you guys, if you so choose to follow in the same number is to have 20 completed games. That's not quite two per month. Um, but it's, it's up there. So that's definitely on the list for me. And then a second challenge to myself is to have three challenge runs completed. Now, I don't know if that one's going to be ascertainable or not with all the other stuff I'm doing, but I'm going to, I'm going to shoot for it as just a, just a maybe. Um, and then this one that I'm doing now is the first part of it. So the parameters for this, when I say 20 completed games, it's not 20 this year, uh, 20 that come out this year. It's just 20 games from your backlog. It, I, it, I, it does need to be games that you've not beaten before. Um, like I couldn't go back through and beat uh, like the first Ori game. I couldn't do that. I've already beaten it. So this needs to be 20 new games completed. And I think it's going to be fun for us to just kind of strive for that. And it'll give us more to talk about in these podcasts as well. If we choose to stream those games, it's going to be more content for those channels as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, and then second, as a podcast. So that was the individual challenge, but as a podcast, I think it's going to be fun to try and get like a co-op challenge done. And when I say co-op, I'm thinking as many co-op streams as possible. We could be playing Dead by Daylight. We can be rocking Halo Infinite when it comes out. Whatever. Whatever allows us all to stream together and to have fun. Maybe I'll download Fortnite and we'll fucking have a squad night of that. I don't know. Whatever yeah, it is. Let's do that. So there's we'll options. love that. Yes. So there's 52 weeks in a year. We've already missed a couple of those, unfortunately. But if we cut that in half, we could do 26 streams aimed for. Is that feasible? I don't know, because schedules suck sometimes. Um, And we all know that. So if we could at least shoot for the highest number possible for um, however many streams we can get in, like a challenge to us, like that's more proactive for our own content, that's more proactive for... Um, supporting the podcast and Josh's culture bot family. Like, I think that's something feasible that we can go for. And this is, this is 2021 for us. It's going to be better than 2020. And I think it's a good idea to aim high. Oh yeah. I'm super down for that. I, I'm, I'm one out of my 20 down so far. I finished fantastic. Hey, yeah, there you go. Hopefully I'll, I'll add more to that. I'm not. <laughs> Josh is like I'm nowhere close. Um, yeah, I because I I too bounce around from a million different things. So mm-hmm. um, this will be fun to try for sure. 
Yeah, it's something. I mean, it's just a try. There's nothing wrong in failure, and we can reassess a year from today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do Do we want to do like little check ins like every like month or so? Oh yeah. See where we're at. Yeah, that'd be fun, especially if we get three months in and I don't have a completed game yet. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Whoever has the least uh, amount of games completed by the end of the year gets an entire episode just being mercilessly roasted by the. Can other. we do that? No, because that'd be unfair. Because I was about to say like, be- because it's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So oh, that won't know. happen. But it could maybe be any of us. We all kind of tend to bounce around instead of just finishing shit. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the challenges. So all right, hell aim yeah. high. Awesome. Well, listen, guys, I'm about to piss my pants, so let's <laughs> run through this. Uh, pick of the week. I am choosing Hurry Up, We're Dreaming from M83. It's an impeccable album from start to finish. Uh, it's a little longer than a lot of people might expect because it's. I, th- I think it's technically a double album. Uh, it's like fucking 24 songs. It's a little over an hour. Um but uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I think it might be my favorite album to come out in my lifetime. Uh, it is excellent synth, uh, I guess, pop would probably be the best way to... It's not synth wave, uh, but it's... Um, I don't know. It's it's excellent. Go check it out. Austin. Word. Uh, my pick of the week is actually Persona 5, the animation. Um, Ooh. I, I started watching it. I'm trying not to watch too much of it because obviously it has the exact same story as the fucking game. Uh, so mm-hmm. what I'm doing is I'm actually watching up until where I'm at in the game. And then once I play more and I get a little bit further, I'll go back and I'll like kind of catch up with the anime. Um, it's really fucking beautifully animated. It's actually animated really fucking well. And um, yeah, it's really good. It has the exact same voice cast as the... Uh, as the uh, actual game does, um, whether you're watching Japanese or uh, English dubbed. Uh, I think on Hulu it is only subbed, but if you have a, a Funimation account, like a like a good little wee boy, uh, and they have it dubbed over there. So and it, I think it's only like 22 episodes long, which is crazy that it's, it's such a short thing for such a long fucking game. That's wild to me, but oh well. I'll see if it's good. I'm, I'm caught, I'm... Uh, I'm right up. I think in the anime, I'm right up to the uh, the entrance of uh, uh, Kamashita's castle. Oh no! Hold on. Where am I at? I'm I'm right where Panther gets her uh, or Anne gets her uh, persona. So cool. That's not that far in. But hell yeah, go check it out. It's good, especially if you want to get into Persona but don't want to play a 120 hour RPG. Yes. Yes. Uh, Dylan, uh, uh, Twitch streamer again. That's just going to be my thing. I feel like for a while, cause I really don't watch much of anything else. So mm-hmm. this guy, exactly how it's spelled. Um, no space Tyrannosaurus Brett. He's another soul streamer, but I swear to God, if you go to his channel and he's not the most wholesome person you've ever experienced, you're wrong. Um, he, he is so worth checking out. He's a guy that when he smiles, you want to smile. That's a big difference from all the other streamers I recommend because they're kind of, um, I'm not going to say they're assholes, but they have that really cynical sense of humor and they, they roast their chat and vice versa, stuff like that. This guy, 
I mean, it smiles all around and it's just a good feel good time. He plays a lot of the souls games. I've seen him dabble in a couple other things, but he is another soul streamer. Um, and he's worth investing some time into if you are a, a purveyor of Twitch. Hell yeah. Cool. All right, boys, we did it. Um, and you know, sometimes I'm doing this podcast and I just wonder, how did I get here? Shit. Uh, what was the inception of this? Why in this moment of my life was I brought to waifus? <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, as always, you can find us on social media for all things culture, bop hunting pixels and the culture, bop family of content. You can find hunting pixels on Twitter at pixels hunting and on Instagram at hunting underscore pixels. CB, uh, this week, Instagram has been dead just because we didn't have an episode drop. Um, so there will be more stuff this week, I promise. <laughs> Maybe, if you uh, remember to do it. Oh, I'll remember. <laughs> I'll remember. He said, I've got alarms on my phone just for that. For real. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TheBeBotMan182, on Instagram at BeBotMan182, and on Twitch at the underscore BeBotMan. Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzy, on Instagram at OMDizzyTV, as well as a personal uh, Instagram that we've shouted at before. Uh, it's just OMDizzy. And on Twitch, you can find him, Mr. OMDizzy. Not Mr., just, just OMDizzy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said Mr. Put some respect uh, on it. Respect. Austin is on Twitter at Big Papa Plays and on Instagram at Big Papa Stevens underscore. Also, look for him on Twitch at Big Papa Stevens. Or no, Big Papa Play. Yes. My bad. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you can also find me on OnlyFans with the same name. Please no. Don't do that. Mm. Um, also, uh, I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. I will be creating a Hunting Pixels Twitch for when we do our co-op streams or, or what have you. Um, and we're considering uh, streaming the show. So, uh, we're going to take a look into that as well. Um, that's it. Yeah. And just if someone is actually listening to this and you visit one of our streams, um, while we are streaming and you are from the podcast, let us know. Cause that would be super sick to hear that you guys found us through the podcast and then came to our channels. That would be awesome. So let us know if that happens. Hell yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, Last thing before we go, this is something I haven't done in a while, but I need to get back onto it. Uh, listen, if you like what you hear here, uh, <laughs> here, here. Be, uh, be, be kind to us and give us a, a nice little review on whatever your um, uh, podcast listening app of choice may be, uh, you know, Apple spotify what have you um just uh do that for us um maybe it'll help us get a little a few more like ears listening um and also if you could if you do like us and know someone who else who likes us uh or not no oh my god my my brain is dead (laughs) if you know someone who you think might like us uh, shoot them a text with a link to the podcast and say, check these guys out. Oh yeah. Uh, it would help us grow. Um, we definitely want some growth. We want as many people as we can listening to this because, uh, we want to talk about video games with a whole bunch of people. Uh, but that's it. 
that's my spiel. We're getting out of here so I can go pee. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. So we will catch you next week. And until then, goodbye.